excuse it, mom won't at me. Alrighty, look like everything is good. Let's see here. The levels is good. The levels is good. The levels, the levels, the levels is good. Let's try it again. The levels is good. The levels is good. The levels, the levels is good. <laughs> what am I? Play my intro so we can start the show. Okay, okay, okay. Big Sturkin. Wanna hear some hot takes? Sturkin. Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hey, diga me. Get me on one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sport podcast. They say they got fire takes. Pure fuego. Find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe, yes. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man, through the pod beater. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts. Let's go ahead and these curtains up today. <laughs> back leaving and back to another edition of my teeth. Yo, this is another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. Boy, do we got a whole lot of... Wait, who joined? Who's like, my T vet accepted it is now part of your... I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Somebody did something to my something, and now we're doing something together. But I, but yo, this is another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world, folks. It is officially May 16th. Oh, yeah, we're in the middle of May already. Can you believe that? I'm going to tell, tell you the most, the most craziest thing about May that I realized, right? And that was that I realized, like, yo, school is... be out soon like that sorry I'm over here checking my feed at the same time that oh second you that motherfucker over there I don't need no bitches out I don't need, I don't need no reverb Joining or was that just me reverb? That was definitely me reverb. Hottest in the world, folks, on an on hottest podcast in.
I'm in South Florida right now. And boy, do we have a big show for you guys. A little bit of multitask for you guys today. I'm gonna try to play while we monopoly while we have the podcast. If I even get a chance to win, I'm only find a way for them for other people to hit up. method. That's only like I'm out of baiting them. I should go into. Chill right there, but I ain't going. Right, I'm not gonna do. Right, right to the big show for you guys. Right, right. I'm talking. We we have. So happened this weekend. Out in a two, three, one hour, however long of a show right, that we're gonna have today, right? Which I think you got really gonna be a nice three hour show. It's 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 just a Monday, and the weekend has been. Been crazy. What time I've been crazy than a guy named The Weeknd and his videos? We, right? Like, like we've had a finals kind of. So like, even though, so this wasn't the NBA finals or the hockey or the. Right? That, there was definitely some fight that was determined over the weekend, right? We're gonna talk about. We're gonna get into the George Rondo that that is out there lurking, right? Uh, NBA this weekend, we will NBA champions. That is a fact. Another fact: ESPN woke up this morning. Yet he chose violence. Heard yet? We'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit later. You got? I got a, I got a Bluetooth code. You guys, we're gonna get into that. Obviously, you know. Honestly, give you my little brit. Honestly, little queen, to make sure that you guys don't forget about our, our young star. We're going to talk about what we have coming up this week on the Mighty Sports Podcast. As you guys know, tomorrow, on Wednesday, we'll be at Sharky's. Hopefully, we'll have our interview with with Rich down this Wednesday. Um, today's at some point in time, we're supposed to have Eric Efron on the show as well. So, so we look forward to that as well. Of course, you know, it's Monday morning or it's Monday evening. So we have our tea of the weekend, folks. And I'm telling you, boy, this tea is hot. Like, I'm talking about this. Atta, 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 yo. Atta, 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 y'all. So we definitely got some spillage going on over here today, right? Right? We got the Rangers advancing. We're going to talk about that. And that's actually the game that we have on this. We have on tonight, folks. We have the Rangers game on tonight as our game of the week. Because we didn't get a chance to really catch, we, um, to, to catch it yesterday. We were all over the weekend. We was watching everything. Else, we didn't get to catch the Rangers game, but I'm gonna tell you this: the advance. I already told you that. 
my reaction to them to them advancing. We're going to talk about Phoenix getting sunned. The Bucks get shot down. We have the NFL schedule that was just released. We have all that and more coming up today, folks. This is season seven. I'm sorry. My bad. I forgot. We did a mix, a mid-season switch. Feeling kind of old school. This is season seven, episode 100, excerpt 433. We don't have Fan Fan on the episode for today because that's somebody that definitely goes 100 all the time. We were trying to get him on the show, but we don't got him today. Hopefully, he's listening. He's on another podcast today. So hopefully, he, he comes back and listens to this podcast and we can guilt him onto coming onto the podcast. Like, damn, he's talking about me. Yeah, long time friend. Like, yo, we know each other for like 15 years now. We done, make, we done broke bread together. You know what I mean? Like, and now, now, and now, and now, we, and now we're trying to break the media together. You know what I mean? Uh, shit, shit, things don't stop. Hustlers always keep finding a way to hustle. And people with a natural gift of gab is going to find a way to gab, folks. And we're here to gab with you today for the next three hours. It is officially May 16th. They said we was going to have highs of 87, lows of 70. It's been scattered showers all day today, folks. But you know what we say here, folks. Regardless of the time. I know some of you guys are like, yo, you're supposed to start at 807. It's, it's 937. What happened? Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. Take that, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Regardless of the weather. Coach? I want winner. There we go. It's always a good time to talk some sports. You know that to be true. So let's start talking. Hey, yo, Rick, come here. Hey, yo, Flair, come here. Woo! Back at it. Rick and Flair, <laughs> back at it like a sports fanatic. Ma, T, sports. I hope I did that right. Did I do that right? Did I? Do... <laughs> you guys are not trying to do right. Ma, oh, I guess I need to come this. I need to start with my right. Ma, T, sports. <laughs> oh man, thank you guys again for listening to the podcast. First, of, first and foremost. Wherever you, however you guys may be listening, if you're catching the show live, I appreciate you guys. I really do appreciate you guys because it's the interaction with you guys that really that really makes the podcast um so much worth um, um worthwhile. You know what I mean? Because because what we do here in live and live time action is special. But if you don't have the opportunity to catch the podcast live, and I do appreciate you catching the re air and re air is anywhere that you listen to your podcast at. Actually, easiest way just tell your smart speaker. Play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast, and it'll go ahead and pull it up either on Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcast at Spotify, TuneIn Radio, wherever. Right? If you're watching or you're coming in here live, you can catch us on Facebook Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, Instagram Live for the behind the scenes camera. We're on Twitch Live. We're on Podbean Live. That's how you call into the podcast. We're everywhere, everywhere you want to be. We're in more places. We're in more places than your ex. Cause you know that your ex is always in places. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let's stop taking shots at exes because you know what? You can't look forward if you're always looking back. And right now, I'm, I'm just poking. I'm just poking fun at the beer. But I'm telling you right now, there's somebody else that that, that that's, that's caught a little bit of flavor in my ear. And if she has recovered, right? If she has recovered and is and, and is ready to get into a serious relationship with a serious man, I'm telling you, girlfriend, I am that. I am that. Ah, I am that man for you. All you gotta do is holler at your boy. I'm gonna come check you out. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out there and I'm gonna say that I'm here to listen to DJ Scepter, but I'm really just there for you. I promise you. I'm. Are <laughs> 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 we go? Are we gonna work out? We we gonna talk about love and we gonna talk about business. 
and by and, and by the time that we're done with that, not only am I hoping to have you on the podcast for an interview, I'm also have, hoping to have a date with you pretty soon as well. We talking big business here. I'm serious. I'm dead ass. I'm shooting my shot on my own podcast. I ain't gonna name names, but she know who she is. Y'all better just start tagging random women. Be like, yo, is Talon talking about you? I, I think Talon's talking about you on the podcast. Yo, ayo, 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 ayo. Like I said, you got to tie shit in real. So you, you got, you gonna have to do your seven degrees of separation. So you got to really tie that shit and like, yo, find out where Bobby works at. Find out all the people who 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 may catch my interest in the place that Bobby works at. I try to figure that one particular person and be like, hey, yo, Talon was talking about you early in the podcast. Like, yo, like, like yo, you caught his eye. <laughs> Silly as fuck. Now you know what I'm saying. I I spy with my little eye somebody that looks kind of fly. I'm just saying. Looking for a fly, like shorty swing my way. Sure look good to me. You know, that, that kind of shit. All right, let's get into the sports, though. Let's get into the sports, though. Actually, we're going to get into the sports, yet. We're not going to get into the sports. I know it's Monday morning. You guys are salivating. Monday morning. It's Monday evening. You guys are salivating here for the um, um, for sports and for the podcast. And, and I know what happens here. I know what goes on. I know what goes on here. But before we start the podcast, you guys know what happened. We, we start off every single show with a little birthday celebration. And what we like to do is that we like to give a little birthday shout out to everybody that's had a birthday since the last time that we were on the air. So for this edition, it's going to include everybody that had a birthday on the 14th, the 15th, and on the 16th. So let's go ahead and get them ready. Let's go ahead and drop that beat. DJ Mighty, you ready? Good. Let's go ahead and drop that beat, and let's go ahead and start this birthday party. Yeah, I like that. You like that? You like that? You like that? Yeah, 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 because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it, yeah. Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it, yeah. Did you guys catch that? You guys caught that? Oh, shoot. Rangers came out early. He scored a goal in like the first three minutes of the game. And that's something that you wanted to, I ain't gonna lie, as, as I pause in a birthday celebration, right? It's something that I wanted to see, right? As I'm watching this game and the New York Rangers have been coming down from have coming back from a deficit. As a lot of these teams that that that, that played in a game seven today, that they were the teams that were coming down and, and, and catching back up in their series. In, in a series that a lot of teams that a, a, a lot of a series in a series where a lot of individuals had wrote them off already based off of the early hole that they had dug themselves into. But the Rangers at the Rangers, like a lot of the teams that we're gonna talk about today, they found the will to win and come out and what you want to see is, is, is what kind of desperation what kind of energy what kind of spark what kind of vigor you know what I mean? like how, how are you going to come out to start the game because one team may be coming out in full desperation mode and and and, and, we, and we're gonna we may use a lot of espn references today right because because we're going to talk about espn today because espn woke up today and they chose violence and we're going to talk about their violent nature today um In game sevens, you, you like it, it, it gets quickly determined on who's really out there to try to play because a lot of times the team that's down they play a little bit more loose, but they come out a little bit more hungry. They 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 they're starving for this. The team that's already up or may have been there before, may have already advanced before, 
Sometimes they come out a little lackadaisical. Sometimes they come out as if they're a little too cool for school, as if, you know, we've been here before. Let's not, let, let, let's not try to outthink or outplay ourselves and let, let's just cruise into things and get things done. But they didn't realize this is like game seven of an NBA Finals. If you don't come and spill your all, then 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 what are you saving it for? And that's and that's and that's where a lot of the tea of the weekend is gonna come from this week. What's going on, KJ? I see you. You need to hop on Podbean. You need to come join some of this conversation as soon as we do the birthday party. So to see the Rangers score early, that's a that's a good sign, and and that goes to show you that a lot of these teams that were desperate that they took an early stranglehold on their opponents, right, to try to snuff them out and, and, and apply that pressure on them. Because we know that two things happen when you apply pressure, right? Even when you apply pressure, you have a bust pipe, so you make diamonds. And right now, there's a lot of teams shining, and there's a lot, and, and there's a lot of teams just over there with leaky faces. But it's a perfect time that, that, that TikTok made that little sad crying face um, fucking filter because there's a lot of people in the NBA that as they go fishing they're like fucking go filter fish again but let's let's go back into the birthday party right you guys ready for this sis? you ready you ready you ready, you ready? Because, yeah it's your birthday we said it's your birthday check it check it yeah check it Check it, yeah, because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. It's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. All right, so the first birthday that we have to shout out to is going to be the birthday on May 14th. And that birthday goes out to a homegirl of ours, Brooke, uh, a homegirl of, of, of mine and a homegirl of the podcast, Brooke Helm. So happy birthday to Brooke Helm. Also, we would like to say happy birthday to the to the can of worm show that was started by my home girl. Why am I about to forget your name? Keisha, 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 Keisha Cross. Right. So I want to say happy birthday to her podcast as well. On the fifteenth, why well, on May fifteenth, I had a, I had a birthday for a lifelong friend of mine. I don't, and I gotta say lifelong friend because she's been a friend of mine since we've been in middle school. Right. Like, and, and the thing about it, like, she has a, her first name definitely is fitting to her body type. In a very weird way, right? I hate to say it like this, right? Like you gonna hate me for this, but I love you too, though. Like yo, you, yo, you, yo, you my dog forever, right? Like her name is Lourdes Castro, right? Right, uh, Lourdes Lopez. I'm sorry, my my apologies, and you know, rest in peace to LA husband as well too. You know, forget about that. But you know, like if you know, for somebody like me that has that that, that deals in wordplay, the name Lourdes sounds like Lord Ass, right? <laughs> and she definitely did have like a very nice shaped culo like it was kind of grande you know like, like it was bang 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 you know you get it with that bing bong and it, and it will bounce back with that ping pong you know what I'm saying I'm just, I'm just saying like like, like I'm, I'm getting sidetracked happy birthday to Lourdes Lopez right and then also I want to say happy birthday to the little cuz Barbara Mejia right so so the brook and to the can of words and to Lourdes and to Barbara, we want to wish you all a happy birthday. We hope you party hard. We hope you enjoy everything. More importantly, hope you regret nothing and hope you continue to stay mighty. Mm. Check it. Yeah. 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 All right. Hey, DJ Mighty, do me a favor. Go ahead and cut the beat. Cut the beat. Cut the beat. Cut the beat. All right. Let, let's go ahead and, and, and get in, and get into the podcast for today, right? Because 
boy, do we did we have a weekend? We we had a weekend full of sevens. Like like you know you know it's supposed to say like like, like you know normally you have a weekend with your day ones, but when you're a sports fan, you hope to have a weekend full of sevens with your day ones. And it was definitely a weekend full of sevens. Hold on, hold on, friend. Let me get a little sip. I got I got I got I got to make sure the vocals is right for this next chapter. Let's get into the tea of the weekend, right? Because the tea of the weekend got a lot of spillage into it, right? The tea of the weekend this this weekend is very it's kind of hot, very caliente, muy fuego, right? We had a little bit of boxing. We're gonna get into that for the tea of the weekend. Tea of the weekend is gonna be heavily, heavily, heavily involved in these NBA playoffs. And all and, and a lot of these elimination games that went on. Like you understand? Seven. Seven. We had seven elimination games. Seven. Seven game elimination games over the weekend. We're talking Philly, Pittsburgh, New York, Cali, Dallas. Like, you name it, there was a big market involved, except for Chicago. Did Chicago have anybody in there? But think about that, right? Like, your three biggest markets, New York, Cali, and and Dallas, and, and Texas, all involved in a game seven. Then let's throw in Pittsburgh, right? Pennsylvania. Let's th- let's let's sprinkle that in there, and then for shits and giggles, let's throw in Milwaukee a little bit in there. Let's throw in feet. Let let's throw in Arizona in there. Let's throw Canada in the mix. And when you throw all of those markets in there, you're talking about a hell of a star-studded weekend. For viewership, that is. Like, if you if you are a television exec, you are loving what these this weekend should have done for your ratings. It should have been a draw. But in these draws, there's really only one kind of winner. So, if you guys don't mind, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get into the tier of the weekend, right? And let, 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 let's get some of these questions answered that I know a lot of you have, that, that I have, and the media had. And even, and you know what? A lot of these questions, the players were asked. The coaches were asked. And, and you know how these post-game interviews go. Like, they either choose to answer or they don't. And, and we were very lucky to get an answer for most of these questions. Like, Doc Rivers was asked. Hey, yo, Doc. I know you don't want to be called Doc no more. Hey, yo, you know what? Let's go ahead. Let, 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 let's go ahead and change up. One, one second. Hey, you know what? Let, let, let's, go, let's, let's get into reporting mode, right? Let's get into... Re- let's go ahead and... Re- let's get into reporting mode. And, and, let's, and let's go ahead and get these questions out for Doc that, that we need... That we need gotten out. Alrighty, so we came. They came up to the mound. I don't want to say the mound. They came up to the podium, and they were like, "Okay, 
take two. Yeah, I know you like that. I know, you, I know, I know you like the little switcheroos. I know you guys like that. Come on down to Podbean. I know you see, I know you guys see the link on the bio, and you see the link in the comments. You guys come down to Podbean if you want to join the, if you want to join the conversation. I see a lot of you guys are are commenting on all of the individual platforms, but I'm telling you guys right now, the number one. I ain't gonna say it's the only one I pay attention to, but number one, one I like to pay attention to the Podbean one, because that's where you guys can call them from. But I do see, I do see your questions everywhere, and, and we, and we, and we will hopefully we can get them addressed. Now, they went to Doc, and they were like, Doc, ready for this? Doc. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, would you say, Doc, that James Harden's lackluster performance is the reason why you guys lost this game? I'm sorry, Doc. Let's turn that up a little bit, right? Let's say, let's get that again from Doc. I don't know if everybody heard you, but is it James' fault? So you're not gonna make that a referendum on James? Okay, 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 okay. So then. If, if this is not a referendum on, on James, then whose fault was this, right? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, who lost this game for you guys? Uh, I lost. Uh, Joel uh, lost. James, uh, we all lost. James, we all lost. So you're saying the blame is kind of on everybody that... Everybody lost this game then, Doc. Is that, is that what you're saying? Uh, I lost. Uh, Joel lost. James, we all lost. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. So so this loss is on uh, on everybody. And so that means that James Harden didn't play well. That means you didn't coach well. And even that means Joel Embiid, who we thought, you know, played pretty decently and was possibly should have won MVP, Right, we thought he played well. I'm um, well. I'm um, well, too. But let me say this is something that's on everybody. Let's go back to your to your star, Joel Embiid. Do you think that Joel Embiid deserved to be MVP this year? Um, you know, you know, Jokic is a worthy MVP. But so is Joel, and, and so is Giannis. Um, um, that's it. Okay. Doc Rivers, veteran head coach. We we we, we see that. I'm telling you, that that's the only that's the kind of that's that's the kind of insightful answers that you get out of you, Doc. And that's why we love that's why we love you, Doc, as a coach. And that's the reason why you've gotten so many passes through the media. But as a coach that has lost in at least what four game sevens, right, in a row. Yeah, you think you deserve to. Come back next year as the coach of the 76ers? I think I do a, a terrific job, and if you don't, then you should write it. Because I worked my butt off to get this team. Stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all telling me with this. Okay, and look like Doc has gotten emotional. Thank you, Doc, for all your questions. I guess we'll we'll move on to the players. We have CP3, we have we we have Devin Booker, and, and we were able to get a couple of questions from a, a couple of questions and answers from them as well, right? 
And as more news about Raja Wanda, Raja Arondo continues to come across the ticker, folks. Yeah, we're, we're gonna talk about that. Look like Raja Arondo was involved in a little in a little bit in a little incident where we like to call when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> Alrighty, hello. I'm missing a button down here, and I, and I ain't gonna lie, it's throwing me off. It makes the jacket feel weird. All right, there we go. There we go. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Alrighty, folks. Let's go ahead and, co and continue these, our questions. So, let's go ahead and give these guys a break, right? Uh, because it sounds like they're, they're, they're a little testy. Doc was a little emotional. Like, let's give Devin Booker and and CP3, or, or, you know what I mean, or, 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 or Choke Person the third. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll give them time to go ahead and settle in, you know, get themselves all wired up, and we'll come back to them. Because while... While Doc and the 76ers, right? While they were out there, and I know you guys are wondering, like, wait, these guys ain't. Hey, hey, hey. We're getting the, we're getting in different people, okay? This is this is a round robin. They're all not from the same era. <laughs> but while Doc and the 76ers, right, they, while they were choking in Philly, the New York Rangers, of all people, they came back to win a game seven triple overtime game to advance into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if you didn't hear the game winning call, here it goes. You heard that? New York is going to Carolina. We, are we gonna? Are we gonna make them sing those Carolina blues? For real, for real. Like, like we ain't scared at all. Like, like, I'm telling you, like we're we're trying to we're trying to get up in there, and we're and we're trying to get that W. Listen, what I really want more than anything else right now is not just the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals, but I also want the New York the New York um, Yankees and the New York Mets. To both make it to the World Series, I need to see another World Series. I need to see another Subway Series. So, that's just how that's just how things go down in the field. So, that was the call for the Rangers game as the Rangers end up um, winning in triple overtime, which is shocking too because, like I said, they they came on, they scored early. Here we are, about eight minutes, uh, eight minutes left into the into the first period, and the score is still one nothing Rangers. So look like we have CP3 and we have Bunk all 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 snuggled up and all cozy and shit. I'm sorry. 
you guys were locked in two codes. They had to, had to break the monotony, right? So we'll start off with, with, with you, um, CP3, Chris Paul, Christopher Paul at this point in time. Like, I, I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna keep continue to point God, right? You you more like the like the point demi God, like you you like the point like Hercules or like the point, what was that guy, Achilles? You like to point Achilles, like that's who you are, like you're really like you're good, but you have a weakness in your Achilles, and and when things really get going, they're like ah 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 oh oh ah, I sound like Peter Griffin every time he stubs his goddamn knee, right? But. CP3, we have a question for you. How does it feel to fail this city as well? Playoff season to be in this situation, it don't work out for us. That's it? Okay. Insightful thought from your point God, your point my God, your point Achilles. Now, let's go ahead and switch over to you, um, book, right? When CP3 came into the locker room today, right, or came into the locker room, the other um, came into the locker room earlier today, yeah, and he was with his entourage. He comes in the locker room and he pulls down his pants. Follow me here. <laughs> he pulls down his pants. And he says to you guys, this is how I'm going to fuck you guys today. What was your first thought, Book? You know, that's the biggest thing. You know, that's the biggest thing. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And, and, and... How did it feel after it was all said and done? And you know it, you know it hurts. Um, okay, okay. So, 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 what you're saying, if if I got that correct, when he first said he was gonna fuck you guys, you, your first thought was, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, that's the biggest thing. And then when he was done, it was. And you know it, you know it hurts. Understood, understood. You don't have to say anymore. All right. You understand? Like, if you're not used to butt sex, then... Whew. <laughs> so, back to you, Book. How easy was it? All right? For the other team... To not make you look like Kobe. Uh, I mean, they followed their game plan. You know, they did a good job of getting the ball out of my hands and um, and trapping. You know, every every action I was in. So, you know, I've always said I'm not the person that's going to go out there and you know try to shoot over eight people. You know, miss shots early, missed a few open ones that I got, and you know, that was it. Okay. Um. CP3, kind of the same question, right? How easy was it 
Oh, damn. Somebody quit already. I hate you guys. <laughs> so, CP3, how easy was it for Dallas to make Booker not look like Kobe? You know, the book was talking, they was putting two on him. Two on him. Okay. And when you said that you were going to fuck your team out of a W, like, like what did you mean? Yeah, the book was talking. Two on, the book was talking. They was, two on, they was putting two on him. Okay, okay, okay. Understood. You know what? I, I, I think we're good here. Right? I, I think I, I think we're I think we're good here. But even though we're done with you, CP3, I'm gonna have to let you guys know something. Right? Before we get into the podcast. Because as you guys may know, right? I'm not a big I'm not a big rap Beverly fan, right? I think I think most people on this I'll know this from know this by me by now. And and Rap Beverly is somebody that I that I call Patrick Beverly, right? I I didn't appreciate what he did to CP3 last year in the in in the playoffs, right? After the after they got eliminated. After they got after he got after he got his team eliminated, then he decided to go ahead and push Chris Paul in the back, right? And and, and you know it's one of those things where where he caused them whiplash and and it was nothing that that was aggravated. It was nothing that was intentional. I mean I mean that 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 started this. It was just that he decided that you know what that. I don't like how things have gotten. Oh, wait a minute. Did I change the name on that? <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't like the fact that that we just lost this game. I don't like how you beat us. And he just pulled what we still call to this day. A dirty move. Now. (laughs) You can tell that there's definitely bad blood between Chris Paul and Rat Beverly, right? Because... Even after, even when they're not playing, you can very clearly see that there's still animosity between the rat and Christopher. And if you don't believe that there's beef between them, and this is how we're going to finish off the tea of the weekend. The rat went on ESPN. And he started off his. He started off a certain portion of his, uh, like of his little soliloquy, right? Or answering a question 
his 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 answer, I should say. He started off a certain portion of his answer by saying he was talking about Chris Paul and they were talking about how nobody loses. Actually, you know what? We'll get into the details. I'll just let you know what he did. He said he wasn't gonna name names when talk when answering one of his questions. And then said, fuck that. Bodies everywhere. Let the bodies hit the floor. It is time to get into these goddamn sports. Which choke job do you want to talk about first? Let's take this goddamn jacket off because it's starting to get hot in here already. And I mean that for real. These jackets, those jackets are hot. They're hot business. Which choke job would you like to get into first? Because that's what I want to know. Because we saw two horrible NBA Game 7s, right? And and to be honest with you, we saw three. Wait, did Philly... Philly and Miami didn't go to Game 7, did they? Did they go to six or seven? I can't remember anymore now. <laughs> I really can't. That's the fucked up thing about it. I finished this already. But over the weekend, we had a bunch of horrible Game 7s. That's because they all were blowouts. Again, the final game that determined if these, in the, if these guys were going to go home or not was not their best performance. We didn't get a lot of back-and-forth games. We didn't get a lot of close games. We didn't get a lot of wire-to-wire games. What we got were, as Devin Booker calls it, professional ass-whoopers. You know, as, as Devin Booker, you know, will, will describe it, you know. You know, it hurts. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing. Like, that's his response about being fucked by the Chris Paul's curse. So let's start there. Because I think that's the juicier one, to be honest with you. And that's the one that gets us right into the rat as he takes shots at Patrick, as he takes shots at CP3 all over the place. But, um, we had Dallas take on Phoenix. Dallas beat Phoenix 123-90. to Luka Doncic had as many points in the first half as, as, as Phoenix had in the first half total. This was a destruction. Like, like, we're talking about like Bob Marley War. When they said war... Until everything is destroyed. You know, like, like I can't remember the words to war right now. But, but we're, we're, we're talking about, like, like, like utter, like, total abomination. Like, we're talking about absolute destruction. We're talking about since you's out of war. That if, if you're going to go snuff out your opponent, you snuff out everything. You don't even leave, a, like, a simmer of a spark. Because that spark is the spark of hope, and that spark of hope can come back to a fire that, that can go back into a fire that can burn you. Nope, it's not playing around with it. 
You know, say like the only guys that really realize that yo, you know what? We don't want to play with any one of these teams and play with them for a game seven. And that was Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Like when it came down to seeing if like yo, you want to go seven games with Memphis? Stephen was like, no. That's not what they wanted. They didn't want that chance. Because you see what that chance led to. In both incidences, right, the teams that, all three incidents, you must watching the Rangers game. The teams that won were the underdogs, were the teams that, that, that the odd makers thought did not have the chance. And that is the scary part when it comes to Chris Paul. Because when it come when you're playing a Chris Paul team and they're up and it looks like you have no chance because it's a Chris Paul led team. So you're telling me there's a chance. The rat went on national television and he said the same thing. He came out there and said, nobody fears Chris Paul. At least at this stage in his career, I guess, right? I'm assuming it was a stage in his career where people feared Chris Paul, right? Maybe. But nobody fears Chris Paul. Not my words. The rat's words. That... Nobody is up at night, or nobody is losing sleep over guarding Chris Paul. Nobody is going to bed early and saying, hey, I need all the rest I can get. I need to be as sharp as I can be. I need to be on my P's and Q's because I'm going to be I'm gonna be playing against Chris Paul. He said, no, you know what? I go into Phoenix. You go, people come into Phoenix or L.A. or New Orleans. Or Oklahoma City, and they go out that night. They have a nice little party. They, they go they, they go hit up a winery. They go ahead and get their wits about it and sweat everything out during the pregame and get themselves right for the game. His words, not mine. He said, "But when you play Steph, you going you you going to Silicon Valley? You going to Golden State?" Oh no, you go to bed that night before. You go to bed at 8, eight o'clock the night before. You make sure you get all the rest that you can possibly get. You ain't hanging out with friends. You ain't hanging out with family. You ain't fucking your girl. You're not trying to waste those legs power. That, that leg power. And again, let me also describe this to you, some of you guys, right? That extra leg power that they be talking about. That's more for you guys that really ain't in shape. If you're If you're in shape and you're fucking on a regular, you're already using all those muscles. You're not really exhausting anything that you're not that you haven't been using. For you people that haven't fucked in a while, right? You got you you're thinking like, oh, what would happen? How would I feel if I would have just stuck like think about fucking the night before a match? Like, oh, I might be sore because you haven't been fucking for forever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, it, it ain't a cardio problem. It's a fucking problem. Ain't, ain't no way. You know what Two Chain said. I love bad bitches. I got a fucking problem. Like you, you pussy. I got a fucking problem. 
we both like to smoke weed. That's not gonna be a problem at all. Hear me, Andy? Crumbs all over the place. All right, let's get back into it. Dallas gets the Dallas whoops the ass of Phoenix, and it's crazy because when okay, I've been saying this. I I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to be slightly diplomatic, right? And you guys know I only start off. I only start off being diplomatic before before I get to my habitual line stepping ass ways, right? But when watching Chris Paul perform in the playoffs, it's almost like watching a NASCAR race. You're watching for the entertainment, but you're really just waiting for the crash. That's what watching Chris Paul is like in the, in the playoffs. Like, you're watching it for the entertainment. Like, oh, my God, look what he did. Carry this team. Two, two of the first straight games of the series. And in the other five games, he has 18 points and 18 turnovers. Or 18 field goal attempts and 18 turnovers. So that's Chris Paul. And... What I've been saying, right, this whole entire time that they've been in the playoffs is that when it, like, we're just waiting for that shoe to fall off the other foot, right? We're just waiting for the moment that Chris Paul's MO is that we're going to get you to your peak moment of euphoria. The moment when you feel like, yeah, you should not be failing in this moment. The odds are in your favor. And then, ah, uh, uh, something happens. You come up short. Can't reach the top shelf. Your arms are too short to box with ba real basketball gods. See, like, it's like, I see, that's the thing about, about Chris Paul and, and the name, like, Point God, right? It's like, it's like, a, it's like a famous producer that we know, right? Or a famous radio personality that we know, right? They, they both have the same name, right? And the same title. That's Dr. Dre. It's cute. It's a nice name. That don't mean that you're really a doctor. For Chris Paul, that don't mean like you're really a point guard. You know, it's, it's funny because like when I hear about some of the names that they compare him to, and some of the, and some of the names that they're willing to put him ahead sometimes, and I'm just not there. Like like to be honest with you, I'm I'm just not there with some of the names. Like they mentioned, if he would have won this championship, they would have put him against uh, um, ahead of, ahead of Jason Kidd, and I'm like, nope, sorry, not doing it. Even when you win your first ring, I'm gonna have a hard time putting you ahead of John Stockton. I'm sorry. You gotta be a real special person to get ahead of John Stockton. And I don't know if Chris Paul has been special enough in his career for me to put him ahead of John Stockton. Stephen Curry, yes. Stephen Curry's been well past um, John. Oh, Audrey, I see you. 
Alright, yeah, we're gonna have to take we got to take a hard pause on, on, on some of these other names. And see, and, and this is where I can feel Patrick. When it comes to some people, not saying that they're not great. It's just that when you put them in some of the goat talks, of all time talks, point God talks, then we gonna have to start really pulling out the measuring stick. Because when we really start getting to the top, like there's some people at the top of we're sparsing with 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 like inches, centimeters. It's 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 by hairs. And there's some people that really don't even belong in that conversation. Am I saying CP3 don't belong in that conversation? No. I guess you can say he's in the conversation. But he's in the conversation because he's still trying to work his way up. Like he's still reaching kind of short. Like I said, his arms are just too short to box with real point guards. The Isaiahs. The Stephs, the Magics, the Stocktons, the kids of the world. You understand, when you have a hard time passing Jason Kidd, you have a problem. Jason Kidd is one of the top three three-point shooters in the game. Made. I forgot where his percentage ended up being, um, being at after they said that he couldn't shoot three-pointers in the beginning of his career. And as we talk about Jason Kidd, right, it, it's funny that I, I don't... I don't and, when I say funny, I, I say funny meaning that I, it's ironic. Isn't it ironic? Right? That even more so that you get Jason Kidd not only out-coaching Monty Williams, but out-thinking from a point guard standpoint C, um, CP3 as well. Chris Paul, not Chris Paul, but but Jason Kidd, he's coaching that team as if he's damn near on the court. And, and you want that, right? Sometimes you want to feel like your, your coach is right there on the court with you, and you want to feel like whoever's on the court is an extension of that coach. And he is working Luca. As Luca has been the primary ball handler, he's running as a, as a big point guard, which Jason Kidd was. Now, while Jason Kidd was 100 miles an hour, he's like, yo, you don't got to. I, I, I get you don't have to be 100 miles an hour. Let's get you thinking the game. Let's get you playing defense. Let's, let's get you really utilizing that body. You see that guy, Devin Booker, over there? They, com they, they, they compare you to him. I'll, I'll duel him. You see that guy, DeAndre Aiden, over there? He was drafted out ahead of you. I'll duel him. You can see, after after game two, Dallas and the rest of this and the rest of this team took this matchup personally. And you have to be careful sometimes when when you're trolling your 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 opponents, because if nobody fears you, right, and fear in the way and 
Okay, let's take out the word fear. If nobody respects you enough to give you their full attention and their full level of preparation, then when you taunt them, all you've done is, 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 is woken them up. You force them to focus. You force them to lock, to lock in on you. And now that they're locked in on you, now you have to start answering the bell because you are up to nothing. And then that pressure starts to come. And they start... See, Dallas is getting lucky. Dallas should have never gotten out that first round. Remember, they stole games without Luka. You guys forget, Luka's doing this and he's also coming off of an injury. We've talked about Luka's greatness. And we're going we to get back into the game. We've talked about Luka's greatness and how even Luka himself, a lot of people may not realize it, even Luka himself was a subject of racism in a, in a weird-ass way, right? And that is because if Luka would have been black with the accolades that he had and with what he was doing in the league he was doing it in, he would have been the first pick. He would have been the very first pick of the draft. There's no art. He went in the past three. But at his height, six foot eight, we've seen too often where that six foot six, six foot seven, six foot eight guy that's kind of built like Luca, when they have it all together and you can see it early, super early. Like high school early, when you could really, really see it. College kind of early, G League kind of early. And I'm saying this because I'm trying to find the equivalent, eventually to the league that Luca was playing in. That's to the that 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 America has that that could have showcased his skill, because he's playing in a league that's better than the G League. He's playing in a, he was playing he was dominating a league that's better than 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 the NCAA. Dominating MVP. Most valuable pin. And yet he fell. And yet here he is. Here he is. Beating the point Achilles, right? Beating the guy that was taunting him in Devin Booker, because everybody can talk shit when they're up, right? Front runners is what they call them. Beating the guy that was drafting over you and causing all three of them emotional damage. This is a hell of a game. For the Dallas Mavericks to showcase what they can do when they're fully locked in. There were a couple of names here, right? And it's weird, right, when it comes to Dallas. If you're a Knicks fan, the Dallas Mavericks are basically...
the the Knicks of the right? They've had your as your your head coach is former New York Knicks. Look who you kid, right? Look who you who you brought in there as a as a defensive specialist that has guarded CP3 and helped wear him down, that has guarded Devin Booker that made him struggle, that has guarded every single individual that has as a wing player. Did the Knicks really did the Knicks really do miss? They traded him for 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 Evan Fournier. And Reggie Bullock is looking like the better option. And Reggie Bullock has been and, and the thing see this is the thing about it, right? These are little things I heard as Knicks fans. I'm sorry, all right? I, I, I suffer as well as a Knicks fan from Emotional damage. And what ends up happening is that New York Knicks themselves they had Reggie Bullock, and you could understand why Knicks. You could see very much why the Knicks fans loved him, and as a homegrown talent, they really were trying to keep him. He's somebody that came in through their G League and their farm system. Took them years to get him burned off the bench, and now he's a and now he's a crucial part. Of a team's rotation as they push through the playoffs, and 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 that team also slowly becomes one of the favorites to win an NBA championship this year. You understand? He's on a team that just made it to the Final Four, and on a team, and and, and when he was in New York, on a team that was struggling to win 17 games, he was struggling for playing time. That Reggie Bullock. Then we saw the game before that. We saw Frank Nielakina come in and do the same exact thing that Tom Thibodeau wanted him to do against Trey Young, but this time under Jason Kidd in this situation with Dallas, he comes out and does it and does it better. Frank Nielakina came in the other game and pulled out like four steals. Coming off the bench cold. The thing that he was... The thing that... The, the very thing that Tom Thibodeau was scrutinized for doing. Because when he did it, it failed. Jason Kidd just got rewarded for doing with the same exact player. Because he was successful. And that was bring Franklin Lakina in off the bench with no kind of warm-up. And said, here... Start guarding these two great defensive, these great offensive players. Help me by doing what your reputation says you are, but you haven't proven to quite be as of yet. He came out and did it. We see Trey Burke here on this team. There's a couple other people too. That's Franklin Aquila. That's Trey Burke. Um, that's. Reggie Bullock, Franklin Lakina, Trey Bullock, Reggie Bullock, right? They used to have Christoph Porzingis, and they still have Spencer Dinwiddie. While he may not be a New York Nick, he's a Brooklyn Net again. So a lot of these players, right, that were putting in work for the for the Dallas Mavericks, the Knicks are aware of. New York is aware of. Basketball fans in the New York era area know these names. Alicia Keys said, you don't know my... Yes, we do. And so when Spencer Dimitri comes up and he drops 30 off the bench, we're not surprised. We know what kind of player Spencer Dimitri is as a six-foot-six point guard on this team. You understand? 
The point guards on this team thrive. Who's their coach? A point guard that thrived in this league. Jalen Brunson over here posting up Chris Paul like, 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 hey, yo, he's, you too small. Well, I think he's smaller than Paul. Taking him to work. New Orleans showed us last series what you need to do to beat Phoenix. See, what happened with New Orleans, they just ran out of gas or they just ran out of experience. They didn't have one guy that was experienced enough to be able to fully carry them. It was too early for... Uh, it was, it's too early um, um, for Brandon Ingram. They needed something else. They needed Zion. If New Orleans had Zion, Phoenix is, go Phoenix is already home. This, this is a series between Phoenix and Dallas. If, 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 Phoenix, if, if New Orleans had Zion. But like Patrick Beverly said, if ifs were fists, we'll all be drunk. Let's not talk about the iffies. Mm. Excuse me as I light my spliff, spliff, and Lord, I have to take a whiff, whiff, taking it easy, taking it slow. So New Orleans showed a lot of this formula, right? And we saw this. Wear down Chris Paul. He's going to go off maybe the first couple of games in the series after he's got a little bit of rest or whatever. Or a, a, a while he a while you're still trying to figure him out. Pick him up 90 feet. Force him to have to dribble around you, be active, dribble through you. Use a dribble move, an extra two or three or four dribble moves that he wouldn't have to move by you pressing him. And then what happens? This is how in games 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, Chris Paul has 18 turnovers and hasn't even made 18 shots. This is how you have more turnovers than points in some games. Like Chris Paul really reminds me of, of when... Of when the Superman lover got robbed. It's just suddenly, like, yo, he turned 37. It was like, yo, somebody done stole my mojo. And I don't know how much to put into, like, yo, he turned 37 and shit just went downhill. But that's what they say about Father Tom sometimes, right? It just catches you all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, you're balling, everything is going well. And then suddenly, you can't do shit. All of a sudden, you're blowing back backs out, and then all of a sudden, you're pushing rope. Gummy worm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go from rope to rope. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just playing. So that Phoenix, that, that Phoenix crumble. It's probably some of the worst crumbling we've seen. And, and the thing about it, we've seen some bad letdowns. A lot of them have been on Chris Paul-led teams. In New Orleans, in L.A., in Houston, and now in Phoenix. The only one they don't hold against them is the one in New Orleans. I mean, not New Orleans, in Oklahoma City. 
That's the only one that doesn't stick. I'm telling you. I've been telling you guys for years now. Chris Paul has been Teflon. Whatever Chris Paul is made out of, when Chris Paul is done with his NBA career, he needs to go ahead and market that shit to a pot and pan set. That is how non-stick he is when it comes to shit. I've been told you about this. Chris Paul is one of the ultimate manipul... Like, see, listen. I don't know why Patrick Beverly doesn't like Chris Paul. But I'm telling you right now, Chris Paul is one of the, one of the ultimate manipulators of his, of, of his narrative. Or of the narrative that is Chris Paul. I've been telling you for years. Every single time Chris Paul goes to scenario, it follows the same pattern. Oh, this team was whatever they were at. They get Chris Paul. Chris Paul makes them so uh, makes them better, even substantially better. Chris Paul gets to a point where you think he should overcome because he has their advantage. And right at that point, well, you think that, oh, this is set. This is right for, for Chris Paul to win. Chris Paul shits the bed. But before any of that shit can stick to him and it be labeled his fault, he leaves that team. That team goes into shambles. Reaffirming that Chris Paul was good. And he helped that team get better. But ultimately, the fact that he couldn't win in a scenario where he was expected to win or you had the advantage, doesn't stick. Happens in New Orleans. He leaves. Doesn't stick. We understand that what may have happened, what could have happened, what should have happened, but it doesn't stick. Injuries or whatever. He doesn't get pulled. He gets to pass. They don't stick. They go to L.A., same thing. It doesn't stick. Right? Goes to goes to LA. Team is kind of trash or wherever they were at. Helps them get, get helps them get better. Even substantially better. Gets to a point where they're the favorite up 3-1 or wherever in a winning scenario. And then he crumbles. It happens a couple of times before he can get the full blame that sticks. Teflon goes in, takes a shower, changes team. See, that change of team is the ultimate shower. Goes change teams, takes a shower, washes it off, goes to another team. That team is, yeah, wherever they're at. Even though the team is misusing him now at this point in time, they get to that pivotal point where they're up again. And for whatever reason, I know you're saying, A to Hammy, A to this, A to that. For whatever reason, Whatever team that Chris Paul is on with that advantage, they lose with that advantage. But again, it's not Chris Paul's fault. We get that. We teamed them. We teamed them up with somebody that was that was that is just as bad in cut scenarios as him. We used to call Chris Paul Mister Fail This City. Well, James Harden was. James Harden is the guy that made it. Like, put it this way, easiest way to explain it. Chris Paul made Mr. Fill This City a hotline. James Harden made Mr. Fill This City a hot song. 
And that's the truth. So when they both got there together, you could pick who, you could pick and choose who you want to blame, but because that was James Harden, see, they got rid of Chris Paul. But Chris Paul was just as much to blame, but none of that shit sticks, see? It doesn't, the charges never stick to dude, he Teflon. Jay-Z said this shit. Goes to Oklahoma City. There's no kind of expectations there. He can he can do good. He can he can be successful. He can fail. Doesn't matter. But he's oddly successful, to the point where you're like, damn, he still got it. You thought that he didn't have it the way he was misused so much in Houston. You're like, damn, he still got it. Like Mike Tyson, like do 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 do. He still got it. And then he goes to Phoenix. And what happens? NBA Finals. And he fails again. And then they come back and they're like, we're going to run this back. Best record in the league. Best record in the league. Up to nothing. Up three one. I'm telling you, up three one is starting. It's starting to become. Uh, it's starting. It's starting to become nothing, right? It's like, oh yeah, up three one. Ah, anybody can do this. It's almost. It, it, like, I tell you, so many people are are coming back from three one deficits. It's almost making it look. It's almost making it like whatever LeBron James did with the Golden State Warriors look routine. Excuse me. What? Are we playing? I don't want to play the auction. Sorry. I, I don't want to play auction. It's my environment to a Monopoly game, but that shit is in auction mode. I don't like auction mode. Like, fuck that. I can have all that shit. If I'm gonna waste my time playing Monopoly while doing the podcast, I'm gonna still playing the mode that I like. Let's see who's joined us on Spaces. Okay, I see you. I see you. I'm telling you, it's the CP3 one and and the Devin Booker debacle collapse. It's probably the hardest one to to swallow because <clears throat> again, you're you're the best team in the league. I don't think that you were the favorite. I don't think Phoenix were the favorite to win an NBA championship. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, that even until the point of elimination, Boston, even Golden State, and maybe Milwaukee may have had a better. Percentile, percentage, odd. Had better odds to win. Ooh, why the fuck is RJ Barrett trending? Hold on. One second. That shit is not gonna go past me. I must see why RJ Barrett is trending. One RJ Barrett bucket for every RJ Barrett basket again. Oh, they're, they're funny. These fl- flamboyant celebrities go all out when it comes to tattoos. Okay. Yep. 
look, look, why is RJ Barrett trending? Bleach Report has lost their minds. What? Trading the chance to pick an unreal defensive prospect with offensive upside for RJ Barrett. Wait, trading the chance to pick an unreal defensive prospect with offensive upside for RJ Barrett is a crime. What is being talked about? I'm not trading RJ Barrett for God. <laughs> Hold on. Bleacher Report has lost their. What is going on? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What am I... What is going on here? What is Bleacher Report to the... Okay, the one that swapped Tyrese Halliburton for Demonis Sabonis, the one that hired Mike Brown for the Atlanta Sacramento Kings on the solidly impatient, la 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 number one pick for the immediate, la 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 la. Let's see, the Kings have... Okay, this is rumors. But, okay, so this is what they're talking about. Right, this, this is a, this is actually interesting. The Kings have a glaring hole in the wing, and they need a shooting across the roster to offset the lack of range shared by the top two offensive weapon, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. R.J. Barrett, the number three pick in 2019, shooting 40% from deep. I intend to add in his offensive game in route to a 20-point scoring average in this past season. He and Emmanuel quickly would give some... Okay, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Sacramento, a formable wing combo alongside Fox. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that enough to make the playoffs in the West? Probably not. But whoever the Kings might select the number one might... Whoa, whoa, whoa. So they're proposing a trade. Yeah, I can see why everybody's talking about they smoking crap. Or the Sacramento Kings would get R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, the 2022 first-round pick, 2024 top 14 protected first round pick. The Knicks get Davion Mitchell. That's the wrong Mitchell. That name starts with a D. <laughs> That's not even Devin. So we get Davion Mitchell, Richard Holmes, the number one. Okay, we get the number one pick. And the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, whoever the fuck wrote the yeah, Bleacher Report has absolutely lost their goddamn minds. This is why. This is why. The, this is why RJ Barrett is currently trending. This is exactly why, okay, new first round mock draft updated big boy profiles. Yeah, this is why. This is why different, this is why OJ Barrett is trending because some, so Bleach, somebody from Bleach Report included them in, in, in potential trade talks when it came to their draft day mock board. Jesus, this, it, it really must be somebody that, that, <laughs> That really has some clout because they just drove the whole internet into a in, into a tizzy. Like yo, everybody is vexed in this bitch. Just like everybody in Phoenix should be vexed, should be vexed because I don't know if you guys have realized this, right? But Monty Williams, DeAndre Aiden, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. I just want to let you guys know that. But they are who we thought they were. Loser! You're a loser! Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be, because you are dirt. You make me sick, you big baby. Baby, want a bottle? A big dirt bottle? You are a man of 
It's a weird night when there's no sports on, right? The only thing that I baseball. The only thing, the only thing that I generally could well, generally watch this like is, is wrestling. I don't watch wrestling live. But yeah, Phoenix Suns have failed this city. Have have failed their city, and Chris Paul, more importantly, right? Again and again and again and again, sir. Whether it's New Orleans or it's L.A. or Houston, we will give you the one pass in Oklahoma City because you were definitely a mentor to those guys and you help and you help make them better. But for Phoenix. For all the hopes and dreams and admiration that those guys had. You have failed this city. And you should be lucky that nobody is suing you for emotional damage. I don't think you guys understand how bad this was. Champagne, right? Cameron Payne, that is. Campaign, champagne, campaign, Cameron Payne was the team's highest scorer with 12 points. This is how they shut down Chris Paul. This is how they shut down Devin. This is how they shut down Phoenix. Campaign is their highest scorer with 12. Not even in the teens. This is like the low this is like the most pathetic portion of double digits you can get. 10, 11, 12. You didn't even hurt a teen yet. There's a, there's two things that, that I think that we can understand that we're putting to rest here, right? Obviously the Phoenix Suns are gonna rest in peace. I think that used to be the original one, wasn't it? I think I'm about to combine two. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you guys were watching, it was it was seeing me. A while ago, I was just creating some shit in my head for like half a second. I was like, oh, I think a new idea just spawned. As we're currently now in the second period with a, a little under 12 minutes to go, this game is tied 1-1. For the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. So that's kind of what they did. Like it's just it's just crazy what they did here. Where it's campaign that is outscoring everybody. So the few the, the things that we're gonna put to rest. Obviously, is. Chris Paul being called the point guard. We understand that there aren't a lot of say a lot of historic point guards in history, but the ones at the top of the top, the tip of the, the top of the tippy, the top of the trap, right? 
They won championships. And, and, and the ones that didn't win a championship, they had to be game-changing. They had to be historic in their numbers. Game-changing and historic. If you don't win a chip, think about that. Isaiah Thomas, chip. Magic, chip. Oscar Robinson, chip and historic. First person to have a triple-double for two seasons straight. Did it for 50 years before Russell Westbrook did it. Also, also the reason for free agency, if I'm not mistaken. So we're talking about chipped and game changer. And then we get to guys like Steph, chipped, game changer. I already gave you magic and his chipped self. And I and I keep mentioning somebody that he's not gonna like pass. I'm not talking about Isaiah. John Stockton, while not chipped, historic numbers, game changer. The pick and roll game that is basically the 80% the, the of the offense that 80% of the teams run, he perfected with Carl Malone. Double-digit assist for 10-plus years. 10-plus assist, 11-plus assist, 12-plus assist, 14.5 assists per game. You tell me who the fuck is averaging these numbers. Historic. Game-changing. Chris Paul, he's like Dr. Dre. The name point guard is just a name alone. It's a cute it's, it's a cute name to give somebody and it don't mean shit. It's like it's like calling Marquise Brown Hollywood Brown. Like you're not box office, you're from Hollywood, Florida. That shit sounds cute. What's what CP3 is? He's a cute person. But he's not the guy that I'm picking if I want my team to win a championship at the point guard level. And to be honest with you, how many point guards are championship or the reason? Uh, uh, how many point guards are the reason why the team is winning a championship? How many point guards are leading their team to a championship? How many point guards are the face of their team that goes to their champ goes to a championship and wins? There's been one in what the last twenty years? Nope, Chauncey Billups.
Now, if you want to ask me, maybe I put CP3 above Chauncey Billups. But that's maybe. Maybe. Call it recency bias. Call it delusion. You can even call it paranoia. Because when I think about CP3, like, he's the twos and these other guys are the ones. <laughs> like, I know. But if I feel that if CP3 and Chauncey Billups were in this, were starting at the same time, going through the same era, at the, going through the NBA at the same time, that Chauncey Billups is cooking CP3. I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe it's the chip. They were blowouts. And and let's not just focus on the blowout, but the blowout is hard to overlook, right? 123 to 90. At one point, I thought this is a 45-point game. 45-point blowout. 46-point blowout. So it's hard to overlook. But let's go through this. The players that scored double-digit points for the Phoenix Suns. Leading all players off the bench, Cameron Johnson. 20 minutes. Second leading scorer, Devin Booker, with 11. 3 for 14. Tied. Sorry, not tied with Devin Booker. Yeah, or tied for third. Wainwright off the bench with 10 points. And then Chris Paul, starter, 10 points. Wainwright? Oh, yeah, he only played five minutes. Chris Paul played 30. These were train wrecks that you couldn't stop watching. I guess these were because I know some people can't watch blowouts, right? And I'm the, I'm the kind of individual, I can watch basically almost any basketball game. I don't care the score, right? I'm there to watch everything about it. Still to watch still who's playing, to still see how, um, how they're executing, what plays are they running, what is the coach doing, what are the star players doing, what are the leaders doing. I'm watching the watching everything. And in, the, in this blowout, I'm realizing, or in this game, realize a lot. Luca's laughing his ass off. He's laughing at them the whole entire time after they pissed him off. Want to go through the rest of them? Of Phoenix's scores? Kenneth Fareed, Son, Jay Crowder, five points. Miles Bridges, six points. DeAndre, eight and number one pick in Luca's draft, five points, 17 points, sat down in the, in the fourth. 17 minutes. Sat down in the fourth. Wayne White off the bench, 10. Craig off the bench, 2. JaVale McGee, 6 points off the bench. Bismack Biombo came and scored a point. Alfred Payton. Oh. Damn, well, he's one of those people that make me sick every time I hear his, his name. Campaign. Sorry, it was campaign. That <laughs> It was Cameron Johnson that had 12 points, not campaign. My bad. I said it was Cameron. I said it was. I said it was campaign that had that. I had that. That had that. But it was Cameron Johnson. Campaign five points. Island of um, Holiday six points. Shamit nine points. That's the Phoenix Suns for you, and they're, and they're ninety points. Meanwhile, Luca thirty five. 
Jalen Brunson, 24, off the dribble, off the shot, in the post, everywhere. But Luka, also 10 rebounds and 4 assists. And as I told you, Dinwiddie came off the bench and added 30. And that's and that was basically it. But those are those only three guys that you need right now, right? Those are your... People don't realize this in a very weird way. All three of these guys kind of play point guard position. But really all that means that all of them can handle the ball, all of them can pass the ball, and all of them can score with the ball in their hands. Off the dribble. Or catch and shoot. Or set up other teammates and collapse the defense. And that's what these guys did. 15 shots for Dimwitty, 19 shots for Luca, 19 shots for Jalen Brunson. You don't you can't tell me that for, for for Jason Kidd. This isn't by design. This is also by design to also seek out and destroy CP3 on every single pick and roll action so you can consistently wear his old ass out. I'm sorry, I know he's younger than me, but his old ass out. NBA old. And I feel like Chris Paul is older than me, too. I feel like he's like five years older than me. Like, no, it's fucked up what they did to them sons. Like, Luca. Devin Booker made fun of Luca, and Luca looked at him and was like, ah, son. I guess I'm about to start playing for real now. You're getting cocky. You know when you you know when you let your you know when in a, in a, in a you know, this is exactly the best way to describe it. In the best of seven, you let your little brother or you let your son win like two games possibly because you're trying to be nice. On a on a, on a game that's like best like 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 best to eleven, you let them score two points. You know what? You know what? If you guys are heavy on the social media, I think there's a there's a video that describes this the best. Where it's just this kid playing with his with his little brother, and the little brother's still like a toddler almost. Like maybe like only he may even only be like three, four years old, right? And they're playing and, and these two kids have played before like on a, on like a hoop. The very first clip of them was like on a hoop inside like their house, right? On like a door rim. And the little kid was cooking him, right? It was cooking the cooking the little brother. My little brother was cooking the big brother. And they took it to a real court. And little brother was cooked him a little bit for a couple points. And then started talking, started talking smack. Like, yo, he's trash, yo. He's, yo, you trash. Get off my court. And they started asking his dad, like, yo, he's trash. Right, dad? He's trash. Right, dad? And when he asked dad if he was trash, big bro was like, oh, no. And now I must impress father. <laughs> and impressed Father, he did. Busted his little brother's ass, crossed him up so bad that his little brother fell a couple of times, scored on him. Little brother got bad, grabbed the ball, kicked it, and started crying. Oh, I just saw the Rangers scoring up a goal. Two two. I didn't realize that Pittsburgh. I didn't even realize that they had lost the lead. To be honest with you, I'm like I'm over here. 
I'm over here talking about two two. I didn't even realize that the game was was one two in favor of Pittsburgh. I'm telling you, like it's, it's this this CP three one, and I've been warning you, and, and that's a crazy. Like I feel like I've been warning you guys against this downfall, against against this very same debacle. Almost the whole entire playoff, and it happened. But like I said, the the verdict was out, right? They they knew the formula to wear out CP three. They. They have the formula in scoring guards. Like I said, these names are not unfamiliar. Again, if you're a Knicks fan, you know the names of the players in this in this uh, uh, you know of, of of the characters in this movie. You know their real names, not by their stage name. Like you know them by their name names. You know. You know what Spencer Dinwiddie is and what he's about. He's a six six scoring guard. Spencer Dinwiddie is is basically the reason why Kyrie Irving thought he can go to Brooklyn and also be successful. It's the reason why Brooklyn thought Kyrie Irving could come in there and be successful because they had a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie averaging twenty points a game as the lead point guard in, as as the lead guard in that system. And then you figure, oh, let me if you ask if you add Kyrie, it got to be more dynamic. But you realize that Kyrie don't go by don't don't play by the book. That they, while you guys, while Brooklyn Nets were playing in in, in, a, in a in a version of controlled chaos, like it looked out of control, it looked it looked very one on one and and very and very isolated, but it was actually involved with everybody, just taking advantage of a guard that can score and also a bigger guard, not isolating everybody else, but it's taking care of your iso- taking advantage of your isolations when you can, and including everybody else. See, if you, see, New Yorkers know who Spencer Dinwiddie is. They're not surprised of this, of this, of this performance by him. And then you tack that on to being led by Jason Kidd, who literally is out there, who, who's who's on the sideline, coaching them as if he's literally in their ear, basically pulling his best Craig Mack impersonation, giving them direct flavor in their ear. The same thing happens for Jalen Brunson. Again, Jalen Brunson is another name that New Yorkers are very familiar with. New York Knicks have 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 been have been they've been scouting him for the last two years. Jalen Brunson went off in the last series. We've seen him go um go off several times during the season without Luca in the game. So now, if you guys don't realize this, right, you're talking about three individuals. That can run point guard or basically be a lead guard. Can get 30, can control the pace, can score, and can assist. Dribble, drive, and pass. They can, they can dribble, drive, and pass. They can do it all and shoot. Now, what you don't realize is that they're all point guards, right? One is 6'1", one, one is 6'6", six, six, one is 6'9". So if you ever wanted to play them all together, you could have three guys on the floor at the same time that the defense cannot hone in on. If you have Luke good cooking and you put either one of those guys on the court, you can't hone on on them. Those guys are those guys that could, that could also shoot and get their own shots off. But also, you know who you have? You have Reggie Bullock. 
who's a sniper. It's all he does. It's smoke liquor and drink weed. It shoot threes and play D. So I didn't even realize I was going to spend this much time speaking, talking about these Phoenix Suns and, and just their loss alone. Like, even I'm even I'm a little surprised by, um, by it. Right? But like I said, I'm surprised by, by all of these blowouts. I'm surprised by the Luka show. I'm not the Luka show, but I'm surprised by Giannis, the Giannis no show. Right? Because, sorry, shit. They had a no-show as well. They lost that game 109-81. That game wasn't that close either. And it was one of those things that Giannis just couldn't buy a bucket. He had every, and again, see that taunting shit? The turning point in Dallas Phoenix was Luka... Being taunted by Devin Booker, who we love here on the podcast. We just that, yo, we need that dude right now. But um, that turned there. This Milwaukee-Boston series, this one turned when he decided to make fun of Al Horford. Or when he taunted Al Horford. Giannis, 10 for 26, 25 points. Anytime that you could have somebody take as many shots... Have as many points as they have shots as a good night. You're not. You can never stop Giannis. But if you could have, if you could force him to put up 26 shots for 25 points, you've done your job. You have a good night. Giannis was missing some of the easiest of shots. This is how you know. Like sometimes, like I can't. I'm not as. I'm not as frustrated with Giannis as I am with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I'm not going to be as hard um, on Giannis as I am on Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Phoenix Suns. This Milwaukee and Boston series, they've been going back and forth this whole entire time. It's been it's, it's been one 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 one. Finally, like like they this game finally gets to gets this series finally gets determined when one game one team finally is able to win two games back to back. For Giannis onto the Kuma, it wasn't it wasn't for a lack of effort. It wasn't for the lack of you still being you. See, too many times in these in these elimination games, we have to really squint and, and put on our glasses and turn up the resolution on our television to to recognize the opposing the star on the team that loses. Because they usually t- just completely disappear. James Harden, in their elimination game, attempted two shots in the final in the in, in, in the fourth quarter. A guy that was averaging thirty points per game at one point in time. We saw Chris. We, we saw Chris Paul and Devin Booker barely get up eleven shots. We've seen Chris Paul barely even score eighteen points in five games. Giannis Antetokounmpo was trying. He was trying to make his shots. And no, not four shots. No, not bad shots. 
or bad or bad shots. No, shots that he makes all the time. Pull up threes, even though he didn't try a lot of those. But pull up threes. Shots, um, spin, um, drive, spin, move at the rim, layup. A lot of those layups, they just rolled out. They just couldn't catch the luck of the draw. Nobody can can hit their shot consistently. And then they went with a big lineup that played against them. And they, they went they went to a big lineup but they, as they need as they as they chose to go with Brooke Lopez due to a lack of Chris Middleton. Not only could they have used Chris Middleton's speed, they they could have used they they could have used his scoring. His ability just to spread the court a little bit more. Brooke Lopez, 15 points, Holiday, 21. Off the bench, Bobby Porter, Bobby, 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 puts up 10. 9 for 21 for Holiday. 21 points. <laughs> like, like, these are the problems that they had. But they went down swinging and they went down fighting. And, and they went down doing what they do best to get here. See, this is the reason why, why there's, not a lot, there's not a lot of... There's not a lot of hate thrown Joel Embiid's way. Right? Notice there's not a lot of hate being thrown Giannis Antetokounmpo's way. They went out on their sword. They went out swinging. They went out at least... Looking like the version of them that got them to this point, they went out at least looking like the version of themselves that 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 we recognize. See, some players didn't do that. Booker didn't do that. Chris Paul didn't do that. James Harden didn't do that. Yeah, we're gonna got. I don't wanna say Giannis, but Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are gonna get a pass. The players are. The coaching staff maybe not so much. Because they allowed, what's his first name? Greg, is it Greg Williams? What's his first name? Yeah, Greg Williams. To have a career game. They allowed Greg Williams to lead his team in scoring off of seven for 18 three-point shots. Now, here goes a stat. Or here goes information that I, that, I, that I specifically snatched from somebody because I didn't realize this, and when I, once I heard it, I couldn't, and I heard it late, and it never left me. The average distance of contention on Greg Williams' shot, three-point shots were nine feet. So that means he didn't have anybody closer than nine feet to him on average on his shots. That's how wide open, and he busted their head wide open for 27 points. And he's part of the reason why, he's part of the reason why Milwaukee couldn't come back and also why Boston caught fire so quickly. Because once Williams started hitting shots, Literally, that basket just basically just opened the fuck up and everybody was hitting shots. It was like Oprah with the shots. 
Like, you're hitting shots. You're hitting shots. You're hitting shots. Everybody's hitting their three-point shots. Greg Williams, 7 for 18. Jason Tatum, 5 for 19. Um, um, Jalen Brown, 2 for 5. Fitz, 1 for 1. Nate Smith, 1 for 1. Prickard, 4 for 6. Like, like... They went buck wild. So, and the fact that that whole, not just Greg Williams, but that team was able to get that many looks. That's one problem. And as your coach is not, um, uh, uh, the necessary adjustments continue to put you guys in the right, right position to win. And you see, at some point in time, you have to figure out, right, and that's what a lot of these teams do, and, and some of them are really good at it, right? And and most and I want to say most times it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Figure out who you're going to let beat you and who you're not. And go with that game plan. In this particular instance, it looked like they weren't going to let Jason Tatum beat them. As they were trying to pack in the paint. Who knows? And force everybody else to beat them. But everybody else beat you is exactly what happened. So you didn't do the two things that you said you was going to do. Right? Or that you needed to do. Right? You didn't identify who, what, what one person was going to beat you, and you didn't let everybody, uh, and you didn't stop that person and let, and let everybody else beat. That's kind of what you, what, what you did with, with Milwaukee, right? Even though Giannis ended up putting up his points, but it's how many shots he had to put up to get to his points. See, because you know he's going to get his. It's just how is he going to get his? And if you make him struggle and work for that, CP3, like the rest of them, see? And now he's out there working. Not everybody else has to beat you. Now, so that just means that everybody else in your assignment, you just have to be disciplined enough also just to keep these role guys off balance because you know that them more than anything else are rhythm people. So you disrupt their rhythm, right? Even more so than the star player, and it's a wrap. They let everybody beat them. Let everybody beat. And then after everybody beat, then ESPN chose violence. And they chose big violence. And that is by allowing Rat Bev to come onto the show. And he showed his ass. Because he is an ass in a weird way. Pittsburgh Steelers are now currently up 3-2. With a minute and a half left to go in the second period. Right? So. <laughs> check out this bizarre rapping style used by me. Patrick Beverly went on ESPN and went on first take and went on went on the 
ESPN Studio um, Round Robin and basically talk shit about Chris Paul all morning. That's 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 really, that's what he did. See everybody else, and and only did was ask the questions, pose the storylines, and 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 introduce the topics, and they allowed Patrick Beverly to go out and do the rest, and show his ass. Patrick Beverly talked about how Chris Paul was. How I told you, well, I think I already mentioned this portion of it. How nobody is fearing Chris Paul, right? Nobody. Nobody needs to nobody needs to make sure that they're rested up and get extra sleep to go ahead and play against Chris Paul. We've seen smaller guys like Jalen Brunson already post him up, right? But we also heard Patrick Beverly say that Chris Paul is a cone. Right? He's he's a practice cone that he can't play defense. What does a cone do? It just kind of stands there and does nothing. He just kind of get kind of just dribble around him. These are the things that his peers are saying about him. One of his Patrick Beverly, like I said, we know we could, we know by now that Patrick Beverly has some kind of issue with CP3. So it's like it's one of those times where when you hear somebody t- when you're hearing this individual talk, you know that there's some truth into what they're saying. You just got to figure out at what line it's truth and at what line is he going overboard, and it's hate. And. You can definitely tell there's a level of hate in there by the way that he holds Chris Paul accountable versus other individuals. James Harden, for instance. Right? And you can also see, too, that Patrick Beverly has been wanted to come on a, on, on a platform like this so that he can say stuff to Stephen A. He can say stuff like, well, if it's were fifths, we'd all be drunk. And say stuff to Stephen A. Smith that, well, you know, you like to just come on here and just say stuff. Like, damn, that's a shot. Stephen A. said to correct that to me. Like, I don't just come out and say stuff. I talk what I know and I do my and I do my job of my business. And I don't just come up here. Like, he's, I don't, you like to come up here and just say stuff. No, oh, I, I guess that's 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 a, that's the same. Like, oh, you you like to go on the basketball court and just run around and make noise. That's basically what Patrick Beverly tried to say to Stephen A. Smith today. And Stephen A. Smith shut that down because, you know what? Patrick Beverly was on first take and on ESPN like, oh, I couldn't wait to be here. I've been dying for this. This is a lifelong dream of mine. I can't wait to try to set you niggas straight. And in a weird way, you you did automatically feed into the first take vehicle of, 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 of dropping a ton of hot takes that people are going to devour and consume and break down and, and, and have... And have branch conversations off of. I'm going to listen to Matt Barnes' criticism of your criticism. Of your take. Of your criticism. And realize that even here in a platform of communication and conjecture, right? And pontification. Even here you find a way to be offensive. You oh even here you find a way to be a dirty player. Matt Barnes had to check you, and he checked you hard as fuck. People don't realize the subtlety, like how hard it was in that subtlety that he did it in. But he also added 
Oh, nobody's gonna walk around here. Nobody's gonna come out and say that and say that you were wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Because what the fuck you gonna do to me? And then he, and if you wanna knuckle up, we can knuckle up. That's basically what he told Patrick Bell. Like, yo, you were wrong for that. And I'm gonna say that you wrong. And if you wanna fight me, then I'll punch you in your mouth. But Patrick Beverly, yo, he had a he had an agenda to get off his chest. And and oh and let's and let's be for real here, right? There's something I've I've had written down for a while. The Suns need a backup point guard. Right? It's it's serious. You know how you how when you have a, your agent star or whatever, your agent quarterback or whatever your agent point, you start realizing you need to get a really good backup point guard for Chris Paul now. Because Chris Paul is wearing out. He's getting run down. And you need somebody that could come into the game and help you not miss a beat. You need another version of Chris Paul. Now I don't know who that is. I like I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Where was Ricky Rubio? Was Ricky Rubio in Cleveland? That's where he got injured? They may need another Ricky. They may need they may need Ricky Rubio to come off the bench for Chris Paul. Or they may need Rajah Rondo to come off the bench for Chris Paul. Somebody of that nature. What's going on, X? What's going on, everybody? I see you guys coming in and joining us. Oh shit! Oh shit! I see my boys from um from from um from from the Lamar TV show. I see you. So I'm trying to get you guys on here still. You know that, right? Oh, not not Ronjo. Oh, listen, I'm gonna talk about no. Listen, it's funny, right? That's why I was I was gonna I did that for a, I did that on purpose for a segue. But the Phoenix Suns, they if they're gonna keep Chris Paul, they need a backup point guard. They have to get a backup point guard. Chris Paul is Chris Paul alone is not cutting it. Now I don't. I don't know if you need exactly if you need ex, if you need exactly Ricky Rubio or you need exactly Rajah Rondo, but you need somebody in that caliber. You need somebody that can control the offense that that same way, but also somebody that doesn't that isn't going to require all those minutes. But also somebody that you know when it comes to that winning time is is the time that they thrive the most, so they like that limelight. Now we know it's not going to be Rajah Rondo, as Rajah Rondo currently right now. I don't know if you guys have heard, but he is right now. I don't know what part of the chase that he is in. So I'm gonna say that he, I'm gonna say that he's on the, in a chase. He's not, he's not physically in a chase. But right now, he he is currently, I guess you could say, wanted or, or have charges being pressed against him by his baby mother, saying that, or I should say, his baby mother, his 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 child's his children's mother, right? That he pulled out a gun out on them, and now she is in fear of her life and the safety of their children, and she is trying to file, I guess, some kind of restraining order. And it's weird, right? You know how you always do, you don't want to judge a situation before you hear all the details. But don't Rasha Rondo seem like the kind of person that would pull a gun out on somebody? <laughs> it's, like, not for nothing. I also feel like he don't. Okay, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. Like I feel like Rasha Rondo is the kind of person that would. Like especially if, if he's with his baby mother that he's been with since um, since he was a child. Like I feel like they may still have some, they they both may still have some hood tendencies, and she may push him to the brink, and he may do some shit, and maybe he pulls out a gun. 
Now I'm not saying that, that he will. I'm just saying I feel like that he still that he has some of those tendencies in him. I'm not saying that he did it. It's, it's a lot of shit to come out. I just feel like he. I just feel like he's one of those guys that possibly has. Maybe the media overblows up things. Nah, they they could they could blow up things as well too. But they haven't even come up with anything yet. They just said that it was so far. All, all I've all, all I've seen so far are just that. They basically got a, got a, got allegations of restraining order for a possibly pulled weapon off, out, out on her. And like I said, he also could have a baby. He also could have a, a also a mother of children also could be a bold faced liar. We we've, we've definitely been seeing women in the media and in courtrooms currently um, lying on their on their male counterparts because you know women are able to use that sympathy factor a lot of times to be able to manipulate situations to get you know I mean to get what they want. So. Who knows what side this is playing? But more importantly, the Phoenix Suns need a backup point guard. If the Phoenix Suns plan on progressing and getting back to at least this point next year, and I know this is not where they're trying to get back to. They're trying to get back to that NBA championship. They're trying to get back to the NBA finals, I should say. They have to get another point guard. If they don't get another point guard, then they're basically gonna be doing the insanity shit, where you're 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 repeating the same actions and trying to get a different result out of it. Chris Paul isn't gonna get better. Chris Paul isn't gonna get faster. He isn't gonna get younger. He isn't gonna get more cardio. He isn't gonna get more stamina. However many ways you wanna you wanna you wanna keep naming this. We're not all of a sudden turn back the hands of time kind of shit. No, it's not happening. What about a rookie point guard that can handle the pressure? That may not be good enough for what they need now. A rookie point a rookie point guard may not have enough. And, and you know what though? Maybe they could. Because a rookie point guard may not, you don't have to put enough pressure on a rookie point guard. They just, have, they just have to be good enough to just, just, just to help lighten that load, but it's a hell of a load to lighten. And you and I don't know if you want to have a complete Neo fight um, in that position. I would, I would, I would still rather have, have at least have my guard, at least have at least three years on him. If I have to put somebody in that position for the high demand that you have, that you're, that you're gonna have in Phoenix. Well, in a, a a rookie point guard may get them back in a couple years, but is Chris Paul gonna be here in a couple years? See, we're trying to figure out if Chris Paul can can get a championship because ultimately, isn't that isn't that basically what the like is, is basically what's kind of being inferred here, right? It's basically what can Phoenix do to get Chris Paul a championship before Chris Paul leaves? That's kind of what's what that's kind of what's what's, what's being low key spoken about without it actually being said, right? As we as we're talking about what Phoenix can do, it's, it's not really about what Phoenix can do to win because we just like you said we could we, you could add a you could add a you could add a rookie point guard that develops in the next three years. You know, Devin Booker is three years older. DeAndre Ayton is three years older. This team's a little bit more wiser now. They're the veteran team. Um, I'm going through this and and they know what to do and 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 it pushes through with that little spark from that from that point guard in, in the three years. But where's Chris Paul in three years? I'm thinking about more like next year. And what can Phoenix add next year 
to help push them over the top to get through the West. There's a name out there. Right? Like, there's, there's a name out there. He's not a point guard. He's definitely not a point guard. But he's still a name that we've been paying attention to since the trade deadline. And as more and more teams get eliminated, as more teams you have failed. You have failed this city. and continue to come up short, right? It, it starts bringing this name back in, in into the picture for almost every team because you start wondering, there's not a team out there that couldn't need him or couldn't use him. It's all about who can afford him and what can they give up where they're not dismantling what is the championship portions of their team to get him. And they probably don't have to do any of that. Unless you're talking about making salary cap fit. And that is still one wild card in Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is still out there lingering. And now when you start looking at it, you're like, okay, there are teams out here. If you insert Bradley Beal is that enough? Can you deal with an older Chris Paul if now you're your if now your one and your two option is Bradley Bill and Devin Booker and Chris Paul is now your third option? Fourth option if you if you develop DeAndre Ayton better. No, the guy that I'm talking about plays for the Washington Bullets. You're thinking about possibly Zach Levine, I think. And I don't... And... A lot more people... A lot of other people are a lot higher on Zach Levine than I am. I don't know if Zach Levine is the X factor for a winning franchise. Like if you it's like so if you ask me and if you're listening through Podbean right the Podbean is my call up line so if you're so if you want to call into the podcast calling up uh, you can always call in through Podbean and that's how and, and we can always talk through Podbean just let you guys know right and check out the bottom or check out the bio the link for Podbean so you guys can call in is in the bio and this and and, I, and I'm saying that right around now just to let you guys know right we are coming up on a hard break real soon. What that really, what that means for everybody listening on Podbean, we're going to lose you guys, as you know, as you know the kind of restriction that Podbean has. But I already have another feed ready for you guys, so just look for that for the new feed that's gonna um, that we have for live, and we'll be on there for the next hour. Everybody else, you'll be hearing a commercial here pretty soon. So as you guys know, we're gonna be losing everybody on Podbean pretty soon, as we as as we're coming up on, on our time for a hard break. Everybody else will hear a commercial. Everybody else listening on Podbean, look for the new link as this one is getting ready to be shut down. And you know what? Look like I talked right up to that moment.
Hey, we the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one only Donald Omar Bela. If you are still listening, I want to thank you guys. However, you're listening, wherever you're listening live or you're listening to the re air. I do appreciate whichever method you're continuing to listen. Um, allow me to drop some flavor in your ear. Now, we are back here. And we are back here. And as we were talking about what. As the Phoenix Suns are now out of the playoffs, right? Oh, shit. What can they possibly do now? What what do they need to get themselves back right? What can they add to their team to get themselves to get themselves over the hump, right? Because that's what it is basically at this point in time, right? It's more of anything a hump now that they have to get themselves that they have to get themselves over. They made it to the finals last year. They fell short of the NB of the of the Western Conference Championship round this year. And they have to find a way to get back next year. As, as we hear, nobody is scared of Phoenix. Right? We, we heard this earlier today on, 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 on First Take on ESPN. Nobody, uh, allegedly, right? <laughs> nobody is scared of Phoenix. Everybody wants them. And when asked if Carl Anthony Towns wanted them, I found that that was, and, and you know it's great because we talk, about, we talk about Minnesota a lot here on this podcast, I feel like, right? Between between Carl Anthony Towns and and Anthony Edwards, and we've done and we've done some 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 bullshit military psycho and uh, psychoanalysis on on these guys, and we've come to we come very quickly to realize that Anthony Edwards is that dude, and Carl Anthony Towns is not, and we realize that who now is the true leader and face of that team. So when the question was presented of who wanted of who wanted Phoenix, if Carl Anthony Towns wanted Phoenix. That question was very quickly um, averted, or that uh, the answer, uh, yeah, that question was very quickly averted, and it was said like Anthony Edwards wanted Phoenix. That lets you know who that locker room leader is. That lets you know who that dog is in that le- um, in that locker room. That lets you got that lets you guys know who's the one out there over there talking about yo big dog pit bull style. It's my time now. You guys got fat out there while we all starved to death. I want in. So like I said, we we were, we were talking we we were, we were talking more about like Patrick, Be- uh, not Patrick Bell, but like more like what what can Phoenix do, right? Like I said, there's there's a, there's a name out there in in Bradley Bill, right? There's another name, and and, Brad- and I mentioned Bradley Bill because Bradley Bill could just become a free agent. I'm not quite sure of what Le- Zach Levine status is. As I said, like Zach Levine is always off my radar. A lot of a lot of other people are a lot higher on 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 Zach Levine than I am, and and I and I'll play this game, right? On the teams that we're thinking about, that we're talking about, they need something to get over the hump. If you add Zach Levine versus add, or if you add Bradley Beal, who which who do you think takes them further? 
or do you think they become a championship? Or do you think they have a better better opportunity to win a championship with this guy? Now, there's a few teams where they probably, if, if you add either one to this team, right, because that team is just so good, right? They don't have a, pro a real problem getting over the hump that we can see yet, right? So the first per so the, so the four teams I'm gonna I'm gonna completely leave out of this. So the four teams that are in the that are currently in the playoffs, right? Because do I think that they, that that a Zach Levine or a Bradley Beal can help a Miami Heat team win an NBA championship? Oh hell, damn right I do. Both of them I think that they can, but that's also based off not just about what who they are. It's about who those franchises are. So let's start looking. At, so let's play with the, with the teams that possibly even got eliminated from these playoffs, right? Um. I don't know how deep you want to go, but let's think Minnesota. Do you think that Bradley Beal or Zach Levine helps Minnesota become a become a championship contending team? I don't think either one of them do. But now who do you think helps take them further? Hmm? This is one of those times where I feel like they probably end up taking them in the same space. See, when it comes to Bradley Beal and Zach Levine, I don't think you're parting a lot. But I think it, it's enough that on the right team, it does make a championship level difference. Like, so, you know what? Let's just go straight to it. For a team like the Phoenix Suns, I think Bradley Bill helps them win a championship. I don't think Zach Levine does. For a team like Dallas, I said I was going to leave teams like that out of it. I think Zach Levine, I, I think Bradley Bill will give them a better chance to win a, cha a, better, a championship over Zach Levine. On a team like Philly, I think Bradley Beal is a better option to win a championship and to bring them and to take them further than Zach Levine. On a team like Milwaukee, I think Bradley Beal is a better. I think Bradley Beal is just a better option. Let's. Where the fuck is Eric at? Let's see if I can. Let me see if I can text him real quick. You know what? This is my fault. I should have texted Gonzo. <laughs> I just realized we're coming up to like the final hour of the podcast, and our guest still has not made it over here. <laughs> it's okay. This is my fault. I did not confirm with our guest earlier today, and that's something I have to do. The day of the podcast, I need to confirm with our guests to make sure that they're still coming through. I did not do that. So that, that this is on me. Hell, all the stuff in the... No, no excuses. Play like a champion. All right? So ultimately, I just think that Bradley Bill... And again, I'm just going to let you know that we're going to move on. We said, this, we said this months ago. And we'll say this again. I think Bradley Bill is probably one of the most... Interesting free agents this offseason. And I find it odd, right? And and it's probably because of his level of name that we haven't heard much talk or that consistent talk about, hey, where's he going to go? 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 Like you normally hear about other players. But I'm, I will pay attention to where Bradley Beal goes. Either Bradley Beal is go and ob and it's obvious. Bradley Beal is able to go to some place to win a championship, some place to be happy, or some place 
to make money. A small part of me still wants him on the Nick, on the Knicks. I don't know if that helps him make money. Well, that definitely helps him make money. I hope that also helps. Is, is a place that he wants to go to make himself happy. Because it's probably not going to help you win a chip. Not quite yet. RJ Barrett is coming up and emerging. If you're able to put up your 28 points a game and he's now consistently able to put up his 20 plus points a game as well, and you add in your sprinkle of everybody else, you guys have a good team. I don't know if you have a championship contending team. Or a team that can honestly compete in the East. The East is getting deeper and deeper. Part of the reason why we find it hard for Phoenix, like Bradley Bill, like 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 like, like the rat said, the West is going to get tougher. And if a guy like Bradley Bill goes to any one of these teams in the West that's not Phoenix, it has became a little bit harder for Phoenix to um, to have to go through. But remember, Phoenix is also still in a division that hosts the Golden State Warriors, the LA Clippers, and the LA and the LA Clip, the LA Clippers and the LA Lakers. Let's not forget about that. Let's not forget about you never really know what kind of team you're going to get with the Lakers as long as they have LeBron James. Let's not forget that we're waiting for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to be reunited back healthy. And then it's the Golden State Warriors. It's funny, right? I saw this. I, I saw. I saw this. I don't want to call it an article. I saw a thing. Right, let's just say that. I saw a thing. And this thing was what it was poking fun. Like it, it, it was playing. It was, it was. It was kind of being in jest to something, right? And what it was doing it was it was talking about some of the best players in NBA history. And it wasn't talking about these players in conventional terms. It was just naming players based off of, like, how great they were, based off of how they showed up in particular moments. There was one player that they mentioned by name, and I removed that player. Because if we're going to have somebody be on this list, it's not going to be that guy. Especially since when they made this list, they still had him fourth out of these kind of players. But we, we went back over this list, right? We went through our own 10 players, right? We extended it from 10 to, to, we extended it from 10 to five. I mean, extended it from five to 10. And we added some, and we added, and we, and we got some more players in it. And we also took out a couple players, right? Let's go ahead and get, and get our list, right? So the top 10 NBA best best players in NBA history. Number ten, Stephen Curry. I don't know if this is gonna be. I haven't made up my mind if I wanted that to be regular season Stephen Curry or just Stephen Curry period. But Stephen Curry. Number nine. I can't remember his name. <laughs> But who was the guy that Jimmy Butler, that was from Indiana, that went off for like 46 points? It was going off in the bubble. We haven't heard from him since, by the way. But also Jimmy Butler, like, in the first round, got out and destroyed. And then 
came out and was like, hey, yo, wait, do I have his name on here? TJ Warren. There we go. What Remember this guy? What, what sort of made it so chippy all of a sudden out of just like the work uh, I mean, to me, I think it's tough for him because I can guard him and he can't guard me. Like at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Um, but like I said, I think you just got to watch your mouth in certain situations. You just don't say as a man. And um, I mean, he, he got to see me the next time. Because I, I feel like what he said was, was truly disrespectful. And it's all good because um, we see him again. I'm, I ain't scared of nobody. So, you know, he's talking about uh, we can fight, this, that, this, that. <coughs> as we get in Lamar TV, on, on, I see them on the Instagram as well. And somebody else we're trying to get onto the podcast as well. So let's hope that we can get Lamar TV on the podcast pretty soon. Um, Eric F on the podcast pretty soon. We're still trying to get Rufy J on the podcast. And she just became um, a recent champion. We're still trying to get Nikki Dykem on the podcast. Local actress in our area. Oh, sorry. Got distracted. <laughs> right, like, like all the all these in the, all these lovely individuals, right? We're trying to classic what? Classic rule on a living. Like, yeah, I got some whack ass games I got going on here. Let's go though. Let's go. And y'all got my thing ready? Yeah, that's my thing and dang dang. Here comes the hot step. Murderer. I'm the regular youngster. Murderer. Excuse me, Mr. Officer. Murderer. I didn't mean like that. Okay, let's go. No, no, we don't die. All right, all right, okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I am done here. So make sure you, you make sure you like and you subscribe and you follow the podcast everywhere you go. That we can multiply. Anyone test will hear the fat lady sing. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so act like you guys know and you make sure that you definitely hit that little subscribe button so you can hear that little bing bong every time that we go live. All right, act like both don't know. Because if you don't, I'm going to go, uh-oh, ding a ding ding All right, so top ten. All right, can, I, can, I get a little, can I get a little music for this one? Can I, can I get a little bit of music? All right, just give me a little bit of music for that one. Right. All right, here we go. I like that. I like that. All right, so top 10 players in NBA history. All right, we have Stephen Curry, number one. I'm going to say regular stuff. I'm going to say regular season stuff. I'm not going to say playoff stuff quite yet. Playoff stuff kind of upsets me sometimes. So I'm going to go with regular season stuff as, 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 as the number 10 best player in NBA history. Number nine is Bubble TJ Warren. Bubble TJ Warren, ninth best player in NBA history, and now I think you guys don't understand how this how this list was com- was, was comprised, right? Let's continue to have fun with this a little bit more, right? And, and you guys, let me know if you have any other candidates like that, right? And, and you guys will start to see uh, um, what I mean by any other candidates like this, right? But oh no, oh no, oh no, I did a thing, I did a thing, my bad. Okay, let's got rid of that. I almost um I didn't do the thing. I almost pushed the button. I did not want to push. And basically like pushing that button would have would have gotten me
I gotta get that end portion. Just the idea, you're like, yo, he was beasting on them cats. Bodies, 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 bodies. <laughs> I also gotta watch Snowfall. But I, I really do. Like, I haven't seen that yet, but I just got a reason to watch it. <laughs> Alrighty. So, let's get into now the number eight pl NBA player of all, of an best player in NBA history. And that is one Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes, folks, Kobe Bean Bryant comes in at number eight as the eighth best player in NBA history. After him now, or ahead of him, right? Number seven is Hoodie Mellow. Yes, folks, <laughs> don't at me, <laughs> okay? But Hoodie Mellow is the next one. Is, 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 is the next individual that, that 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 we have on this list, right? So Hoodie Mello comes in at number damn, at number six. Alrighty. Now, number six? No. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Number seven. Hoodie Mello. Okay. Now, next. Number six. And I probably, you know what? Yeah, number six. We'll play along. I really don't feel like putting this person ahead of this person. I really, really don't. I really, really don't. So I'm doing it. I'm doing something. I'm switching it up on the. Ah, we're gonna leave it the same. I told you I had to add. I had to delete it. Ah, you guys. Are... Number six. Hmm. Okay. We're going to move some things around. Number six, Ben Simmons in practice. Now, let you guys know, this is, a, this is a change on the fly. But number six is Ben Simmons in practice. Number five, this is who I could not find the heart of me to put below Ben Simmons in practice for the life of me. Was Jersey Biden Kobe. You know that guy. Him. Him. Him right there. Yeah. Jersey Biden Kobe is number five. Yeah, there was no way I couldn't put I couldn't find a way to get Jersey Biden Kobe in my top five. Now, in the number four, Kevin Durant on a 73 win team. Best players in NBA history, folks, is what we're is what we're going through here, folks. And Number four is Kevin Durant on a 73-win team. So let me run back through four through ten for you guys in case you missed it, right? Number ten, Stephen Curry. Number nine, Bubble TJ Warren. Number eight, Kobe Bean Bryant. Seven, Hoodie Mello. Six, Ben Simmons in practice. Five, Jersey Biting Kobe. And number four, Kevin Durant on a 73-win team. So, folks, now all we have are three individuals left. Now, I'm pretty sure you guys know one of these individuals. Because, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. There is no sex in the champagne room, which means that the number one headband is the number one headband, and that ain't going no more, nowhere. 
Let so. I know. I, I said I had to. I had to. I, I had to get out of the way. And let you guys know who number one is. But who's number three and number two is just as important and just as interesting. So, number three. Down O to Kawhi Leonard. You are supposed to remember. You remember how many crying face memes that boy generated? Down O to Kawhi Leonard comes in at number three. At number two. Game six, Clay. Thompson. Yup, folks, that's number six. And number one, and I think you guys already know it. It doesn't matter if it's the regular season. It wouldn't have mattered if he was in the bubble. It wouldn't have mattered if he had a hoodie on. It wouldn't have mattered if he was biting his jersey. It wouldn't have mattered if he was in practice. It wouldn't have mattered if he was on a 73-win team. He created his own 72-win team and didn't need to go hire an assassin. You understand? It didn't matter if he was down 0-2. It didn't matter if it was game six. The best play in NBA history. You understand? Go ahead and stand up for a second. Put your hands on your ass and go ahead and sit on them because hands down it is Michael Jordan. That's it. But, like I told you guys, I had to I had to do some maneuvering and get some things on and off here to give you guys their original list. Five was Ben Simmons in practice. Four was LeBron James. Notice he didn't even make our list. <laughs> Cause like, yo, like that's what that's what got me vexed, right? So the original list was five Ben Simmons, four LeBron James, three Kevin Durant on a seventy-three win team, two down, O two Kawhi Leonard, and number one Game Six Kawhi Leonard. So basically, you could tell which era this person has watched basketball in. They have not seen a basketball game without LeBron James. That's how I was like, yeah, I had to throw some things. And so, and it was a fun list. So if you guys have have guys like that, right? And, 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 and I hope you guys are able to hear. If you have individuals like that, go ahead and start putting that into the comments, right? Or start or, or or start, or start hashtagging me, right? Like like best player in history. Like just, just do hashtag me BPIH, right? <laughs> like, give, me that, give, me, give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Bipa, right? Oh, give me that big. Give me the hashtag B-I-H. Best, like, best in history. Right? Hashtag B-I-H. Right? Or mighty B-I-H. However you want to do it. Right? But, yeah, I, I want to have some fun with this. And you guys let me know, like, which individuals were falling here. So, their original list was Ben Simmons in practice. Then number four was LeBron James. Three was Kevin Durant. Two was down 0-2, Kawhi Leonard. And number one was game six, Clay. And, listen, th those were some very good qualifiers. But I was like, you know what? I had to put MJ on there. And I had to make him number one. And I, once I did that, I, was like, I got my top five. But I was like, yo, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
We got Ben Simmons in practice in here, and we didn't even get like. And the first, the first two or three that really probably popped in my head was Kobe Bryant biting his jersey, Hoodie Mellow, and T.J. Warren in the bubble. Like those were the real three. Like I had to serve. Like after I, I, I put in Kobe biting his jersey, I was like, you know what? We gonna put Kobe in here twice. <laughs> like fuck LeBron even making the list. Kobe gets in here twice. And he's the only guy. Is he the only guy that got in here twice? So you got Steph, Kobe, Melo, Kobe, Ben, Kevin Durant on a 73-win team. That involves Steph. So you know what? Steph got in here twice. Kawhi, Clay, Clay was on a 73-win team that Kevin Durant was on. So that technically puts him on here twice. And MJ. So Steph got on here twice. Kobe got on here twice. And Clay Thompson got on here twice. I know you guys are wondering, like, that's a stretch. Listen, that's basically how WWE puts in your Hall of Famers. Like, first you get in as an individual. Oh, shit, Ric Flair, Hall of Famer, right? Oh, shit, Ric Flair, two-time Hall of Famer because of the four horsemen. Oh, shit, Ric Flair, three-time Hall of Famer because of what he did with Legacy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how you're going to get those. Like, so, so that's how I do those qualifications. How much time we have left in the podcast? We have just about like 30 minutes left here in the podcast. Is there anything that I really wanted to get into before before we really got into anything? Oh, you know what? There is some, there's a couple of things I wanted to get into, right? There's a couple of things I wanted to get into before we get into our last topic of the day. The first one of them. Uh, something that I actually kind of forgot about, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad I took a chance, I took an opportunity to go hey back and ladies, look. But hey ladies, where the ladies at? Where the ladies at? Where the ladies at? More importantly, where the fuck is Brittany Griner at? Right, as you guys may or may not know, this this game is now tied. Pittsburgh, New York, and, and New York, three three. They're in overtime right now. Oh goodness, I don't know why I'm nervous, and I've seen this already. My bad. I'm over here fucking up with the Monopoly people. My bad. I'm listening to, I'm doing a podcast. If you guys are here on the Monopoly board, you know, go to my website, mytsports.net. You see the name in there. The name is my website. Go ahead and follow. You'll be able to listen to the podcast. Or, or, or listen anywhere else I listen to. You can, you can listen to the podcast. That way. If you're trying to catch me live, that's where you go to right now. You can, you can hear me live. Everybody else that's catching this live. YouTube as well, Mighty Sports Podcast, and everything else. Ooh, who got Broadwalk? You lucky son of a bitch, you. You got my shit. Why will you break games with me? <laughs> but back to what I was saying, right? Hey Let's ladies. do this again. Hey ladies. Where the ladies at? Where the ladies at? Where the ladies at? More importantly, where Brittany Griner at? As you guys know, we are going on to about like day 90 now, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Right around day 90. It's officially been just about like three months now since Brittany Griner has been... Uh, has been held hostage by the Russian government under false allegations, or who knows what kind of allegations, but we call them false allegations of having weed cartridges in her in her luggage. All right, so so due to that, they have they have been they have, they have held her under arrest. It has now been that her that her. Is, is a false and, and we are trying everything now to get her home free 
Um, very recently, we've seen the Phoenix Suns, even though you won't be seen anymore since they were just eliminated from the playoffs, but the Phoenix Suns were honoring her. They just started honoring her like within like the last week, right? By by putting by putting but uh, the initials for Brittany Griner on the court along with her number. Um, we're probably we'll probably see the similar thing coming out of the Phoenix Mercury as well in the WNBA, and we'll see how many other WNBA teams is doing this as well. As you guys know, um, I spent I spend some time on every single podcast talking about Brittany. At least I tried to, right? I think I've missed maybe three of them, all right, since I've started doing this. But we always want to talk about Brittany Griner and remind you guys that she is the team. I want to take the time to uh, so that she can consistently be in your guys' hearts and in your guys' memories so you guys do not forget about her. Brittany Griner is is the kind of superstar on a level of Kevin of Kevin Garnett. If imagine if Kevin Garnett would have gone missing in his prime, the kind of things that we uh, um, how we'd be talking about it every day. Actually, let's just imagine if if Chris Paul suddenly popped up my life. She has a she has a she has a deeper resume than him, right? So imagine if, if she if he suddenly came up missing or was was detained, Mister State Farm, right? And 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 was being held hostage. Ooh, I hate this property. I hate paying taxes, right? Imagine if that if that was if that was Chris Paul, how we would have heard about this every single day. Well, that's the kind of thing I try to make sure that we do here on the podcast that we constantly remind you every day about about her detainment since it isn't being done every day on all of the national media networks that would have covered other males, other male superstars, and other ill, other male counterparts with a lot or, or would have given them a lot more coverage. So we give her that respectfully here. But also, what we like to do uh, also not just to make sure we keep that uh, you keep her in your thoughts, but also try to keep her in your prayers as well. You know what I mean? Um, that, that that is also the other side of it as well, right? We don't want you, we don't want to think that she's been forgotten about. We also want you guys to keep her in our thoughts, our thoughts and prayers, as as we really just want her to come home and, and come home safe. And as a friendly reminder, Brittany Grinders, Brittany Griner, Brittany Yvette Griner, the six foot nine center, right? The, she's the third woman in WNBA history to ever dunk a ball. She's a champion, a seven time All Star, two time scoring champion. Which people forget about um, a lot of times because she's an eight-time block leader, right? She's she's a three-time first team. Uh, she she was on the first team. Yep, yep. I always be telling telling to say in this one. Three-time first team, three-time second team, two-time defensive player of the year, three-time defensive first team, four-time defensive second team, all rookie, NCAA champion, most outstanding player, AP player of the year, um, three-time Big Twelve player of the year. Four-time defensive player of the year. You understand? High school player of the year. And that's only half of her resume. Like I said, if somebody with the kind of resume that Chris Paul or Kevin Garnett um, had all of a sudden being locked up, we would never stop hearing about it. And that's the kind of resume that she has. And that's the kind of love that we need to give her. Because ultimately, she's an American that's being detained um, wrongfully. And we've recently heard about um, about what they want to negotiate for her release, and who they want to, and, and who Russia wants to, um, um, wants to bring back. If I'm not mistaken, is is it was an individual that, um, he's like a bomb terrorist or or, or a chemical terrorist or some shit like that. And that's what they're trying, and that's what they're trying to use to exchange or negotiate for her capture. Now, this may be also now playing into the portion where. They didn't want to make it a big enough, uh, make her to be too big of a deal, so that they couldn't use her for leverage. Because now, to free an athlete, you're talking about they want to negotiate bringing home a terrorist. 
See, before we was exchanging soldiers for soldiers. Now they're talking about, oh, you know, this guy isn't a soldier, but he means a lot to you. This person isn't a soldier, they mean a lot to us. Let's go ahead and exchange these two people. Well, uh, I will say this: we don't we we don't negotiate with terrorism. So if the if if the thing is, hey, you either release you either you have to we have to release this terrorist for Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, my sweetheart. I hope you could I hope you can tough out a little bit longer because you're not gonna get you're not gonna get released under these under, under those circumstances. And Russia knows that. The fact that someone that even got leaked that that was what was on the negotiation table, like it's kind of bad because we all know that ultimately that means that's that's the downfall for, um, um for Britney because that's gonna be what's not gonna get her home sooner. Income tax in my in my favor. Get twenty dollars back. I just paid two hundred dollars in taxes. I'm going to get ten percent back. You guys are crooks. Alrighty, let's 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 get into something else that may or may not be fun here, right? And that is going to be a little win loss win loss win win loss 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 win 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 exercise, right? And the reason for this exercise is because as we as we guys told we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast probably talking about this, right? And that is that the. NFL has released their schedule, right? And and the portion of the schedule that tells you exactly who you're playing and exactly which portion of the week. Um, because for the, a good portion for a good portion of the offseason, we've already we've already had an idea, right? Of we already had an idea of, of who already I should say have an idea. You already knew who you were gonna play. Right, you already you already knew who you was gonna play because obviously it comes out that you're either gonna play a certain division, right? And and you and you kind of have like, okay, well I'm playing this division now. I'm gonna have a couple of these matchups and how things are are, are maneuvering. But now NFL finally drops exactly who's gonna play when, who's gonna have a Monday when when is your Monday night game, when's your Thursday night game, when's your overseas game, and things like that. The New York Jets, if I'm not mistaken, they only have maybe like two or Three prime time games, and one of them is the is a Thursday night game. So that doesn't really count much because everybody has to get a Thursday night game. You don't have to be real special for one of those. Let's make you reach for that if you really want it. Okay, good. Oh wait, I'm the one that really wants it. I'm dripping. <laughs> I'm like, yo, make it reach for me. I'm over here looking at the wrong person playing Monopoly. Like, oh wait a minute, I'm the one that really wants this property. Please say you landed on me so I can get some more of my money back that I just spent. Good, good, good. Yep, yeah, who playing Monopoly over here on the Xbox while I'm doing the podcast? Like, I know. Crazy, crazy, insane, deranged. Now I'm hoping I can get around and land on my property again. Ooh, doubles. What do we have here? (sighs) 
Kentucky. I really don't want this property, except for just to be have a negotiation chip with somebody else. Because I definitely got to get some money now because I'm going to get her on the board. I'm not going to have any money for anything that I want. Wait, that's me? Oh, shit. Wait, that's not free parking. That's jail, isn't it? Fuck. I just went to jail. And that's in Monopoly. And I'm probably going to go to jail next for my next take that I'm going to have here, right? Because my next take... It has to do with the jet schedule. And it's funny. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about the jet schedule coming up, right? And the potential trade uh, and, and the potential wins and, and who they could possibly be playing against. Oh shit, oh shit, I almost dropped my bizzle. Don't tell me they landed on the other one. Whew. I thought this person picked up Park Place and fucking Broadwalk <laughs> in like their first two go rounds of the board. It's okay. I don't have any money and you don't have any money. Neither one of us have any money. Oh, he has got money, but he got to pay taxes. Yes. Okay, sorry. All right, so let's get so let's get into a little bit of it, right? Alright, so they've been going back and forth now doing doing a bunch of predictions for the um for the Jets schedule. And I've heard a lot of opinions. You asshole. Somebody just bought the property I wanted. Okay. This shit just got fun now. Uh I need to get out of jail. I'll, I will pay to get out of jail. <clears throat> so, I've heard some opinions. And one of the opinions I heard were that the Jets could possibly win 10 games. I almost called into the radio station to drag that motherfucker through the mud. Right? And I'm glad that I did it. I think the over-under for the Jets right now is, is about at seven and a half. And I know initially at one point in time, I only thought the Jets were probably going to win like six games. I am no longer under, under that same belief. Is that the last one for sale? Yo, we are going to be beefing for some properties. Okay, so <clears throat> I can bid on that one. Actually, if I was you right now, Chalk, I would let them win just so they don't have no money. 
Let him win it now. You're gonna have four dollars left. Or like fourteen dollars. Let him win. You tripping. I would have let them win already. See? Exactly. Like if I was Queen like if I was you Tropic, I would have let them win a while ago. They would have had like twenty dollars left to their name. <coughs> probably would have had an easier time bankrupting them and like, oh, whatever. Can y'all hear me? I hope y'all can't. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Is that? Oh, whew. it is it. Somebody already owns it. Okay. Whew. That was close. Y'all made, made it nervous. <clears throat> Alrighty. So, back to what I was saying, right? Let's get back. I know I know you guys are saying, like, yo, this guy gets so sidetracked. It's not even fucking funny, but yo, I hope you can just stay on top of me. Yo, my, my dog, I got you. We got time. We got time. We got like 20 minutes left in the podcast. We got time. Gaiamete. Teke Gamo. Right? Is that me? That's not me. We all own it. We all own one railroad. Look at that. That's crazy. So. <clears throat> I thought they, I thought they were all crazy. Right? For the for what they thought, how many games they thought that the that the Jets could possibly win? I ain't gonna lie, that's a small part of me that would rather pay than have to set this up for an auction and just have one of you win it, or have Tropic win it more than anything else. Oh, I gotta roll again. Yo, they sent me back to jail. Oh, that's, I just paid to get out of jail. You know, that's it. I'm staying in jail this time. Fuck this. Like, I, I, like you know what? Fuck you, Monopoly. You're being racist. Like, you sent me back to jail for the same exact shit. <laughs> I'm through here. Oh, man. All right. I just, I just received some... I just received a, a, a little fucking sneak peek from God's love. Appreciate that. Um. So I went down the list myself. As you guys know, I always do. And I was actually surprised at the numbers I came up with as well. Ooh. Oh, no, this isn't my board. I keep forgetting this isn't my board. If that was my board, damn, yeah, you would have you you banked a while ago. So, I started going down the list, and I started trying to do the win-loss, 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 loss, loss, win game. You'd be surprised what I came up with. Now, you know I'm a realist, you know I'm a realist, right? So if I think that we can win a certain amount of games, I probably usually So I kind of break it down by this. There's games I think that we should definitely win, and there's games that are kind of iffy iffy, right? And usually the truth is somewhere in between, halfway between what I what I think that we're gonna win and what we're actually gonna win. So it's almost like dividing twice. So if I think that we're gonna, so if I think we're gonna win, I know. So if I think that we're gonna win like twelve games, which I don't think we're gonna win, this is I think that we're gonna win eight games. Then what I what I do is that I divide that by four. I'm like, okay, we probably win four of those games, and then the other half will probably be fifty fifty. We'll probably win six. So six. If I think we're gonna win eight. That's being nice. Right? 
to try to get to six if I think we're gonna win eight. Now, this is the true. This is the truth of it, right? Right? Is that I look at the games that I feel like we definitely should win. I look. I look at the fifty-fifty games, and those fifty-fifty games is, is is where we really start to pick worst case scenario versus best case scenario. My worst case scenario for the Jets end up being like seven and ten, which is really bad. That just means like I'm just getting my hopes up this season. There's no way that the Jets win seven games that easily. But if, that means if I have that for their worst case scenario, that means I have them as a really high. I have them as a really high worst um good case scenario, a decent good case scenario, best case scenario. So now let's start running through this, right? Week one we have the Baltimore Ravens, right? I have that down as a loss. That's 0-1. Week after that, we play the Cleveland, we play the Cleveland Browns. I have them without any quarterback that week. Alright? So now we go one and one. We take on the Cincinnati Bengals. I take it as a loss right there. So we go one and two. Let me go ahead and write this in a different color. I want this to stick out here. Then we take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is one of those games that I, I thought were a 50-50 game. Right? I have us winning here, but I highly believe this is a 50-50 game. And it being a and it being a 50 but I have us as a win. And the reason why I consider I, I'm gonna try to get a I'm, I'm squeezing out a win here in week three or in week four is because they don't have a quarterback, but I'm scared of their defense and their professionalism. That is the thing that scares me about this team. So that's my 150-50 game, but I'm giving us the win there. The next time we go up, we play against Miami. I give I have us winning there. We're starting off three and two, Jets fans. First five games. We take on Green Bay. That's a loss. We're three and three. And I have us going into Denver and taking on Denver. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. I have this as a loss. That's three and four. Then we go take on New England. In New York. I have us winning this one. This is a this is my next 50-50 game. This is my third 50-50 game, actually. After Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and now this one. I don't really like to put Cleveland so much as that 50-50 game, but I'll give them enough respect due to defense. Like, they could run and bludgeon us to fucking death, possibly. Hopefully, they can't. But I have us I have us beating New England. That's 4-4. Four and four. Have us losing against Buffalo the next week. That's 4-5. and five. And we go into the bye week one game under 500. To be honest with you, Jets fans, if we're 3-6... and six, or four and five at the bye week, I'm actually pretty happy. I know it sounds weird as fuck, but if at the bye week we're at at least three wins, you're telling me we can't get three wins out of our first nine games? So if we can squeeze out three wins right there, I am pretty fucking happy, right? I'm pretty fucking stoked. 
because the back half of the season gets pretty get uh gets considerably easier. We come out the bye, we take it out New England, we're gonna lose there. Alright? So I have us now at four and six. Depending on how this is, we could be three and seven. Right? But I have us at four and six. Then I then we go and take on Chicago. I have us beating Chicago. We're back to five and six. I have us going on and take well, then we take on Minnesota. I have us beating Minnesota. We're six and six. I have us going up to Buffalo and losing to Buffalo again and having Buffalo sweep us for the year. We're six and seven. But then we beat Detroit. We're seven and seven. And for the second time this year, or for the third, fourth time this year, at three and three, four and four, six and six, seven and seven, right? We're right back at 500. Haven't been here all season. Right? And we've teetered there and we lost. And we got right there and we lost. We got right there and we lost. But then week 16, we go take on Jacksonville after we're tied 7-7. Seven and seven. That is the first time for the week the New York Knicks have a 500 record. And they're excited coming into the end of the season. And then they take on the Seattle Seahawks. They get a win there as they have Baker Mayfield or whoever the fuck they have now as their quarterbacks at the end of the season. They don't give a fuck. The Jets are still fighting for a little something, something. Yo, I'm so mad I'm about to lose fucking Park Place in a goddamn auction. Fuck that. Let's just put the price up immediately. I'm pushing P. I'm pushing P. Alrighty. So now the Knicks, I mean not the Knicks, but the, now the Giants, Jets, are on a three-game winning streak after beating Seattle. You guys are really going to do this? One dollar? Everybody? Seriously? Stop it right now. Bid something substantial. Bid a honey. Force the other one's hand. Like, you know Queen wants it, and Queen is going to win it. Just make sure that motherfucker pays premium dollar if queen is gonna win it make sure it it, it cost them 337 fucking dollars okay well if you let tropic win that shit you make sure it cost that motherfucker 300 dollars 330 dollars you know making sure y'all jump for that shit <clears throat> so back to week 17 I said, oh, honey, stop with this $1 bullshit. I'm going to be done with the podcast before they, they, they finish bidding on Park Place. And we have 12 minutes left in the podcast. <laughs> See, this is why, this is why I, 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 can't, I can't go be at this auction. Because I'm like, I would have been already like, yo, I would have I dropped 10 and dropped 100. I'm like, yo, we're going we gonna to get up to this, up until our final sale price pretty quickly. So here goes the Jets. Three game winning streak. They're nine and seven. And their very last game is at Miami. With shit to on the on the line. 
hopefully I'm at that game and I get to watch the Jets get a victory and go 10 and 7. Okay, finally it's time to make some movement. I'm hungry again. So here that's here was my burst my my best case scenario for the New York Jets. Best case scenario is 10 and 7. My worst case scenario is inverted, it's 7 and 10. Somewhere in between there is the truth. That's what I understand now. Vegas had them at seven and a half wins. Right? And if you look at it, at their worst, if you're thinking like, damn, the Jets could have seven wins here, you're like, damn, maybe I want to take the over. I got 10 wins. I can find 10 wins here. Now, I also know for a fact, when Cleveland plays us, they're considering that a W as well. When Pittsburgh plays us, they consider that a W. When Miami plays us, they consider that a W. When New England is playing us, they consider that a W. When Chicago is playing us, they consider it a W. When Minnesota and Detroit and Jacksonville and Seattle are playing us, they're all considered a W as well. I get that. You can't lose them all. So here I am right now thinking the Jets can honestly get 10 wins. Oh, shit. You let them have it, huh? Just kind of glad that it was good. So, yo, that's the only way to do it. It's going to have to hurt one of you to get that motherfucker. I got to hopefully I get lucky and get the Roach Hotel. Shit. So now, when I'm hearing about these individuals that wanted to go, get high, get high, get high, good. Now when I hear about these individuals that want, that thought that the Jets could get 10 wins, I see it now. I can fully see it. Now, there are some iffy games. I have, I have at least three 50-50 games, right? So, that, so that's where my thing now comes all the way back down to seven. Should probably come down lower than that. I think it's supposed to, I think the way they actually get my numbers out, if I think they should win seven, they're probably going to win like probably half of that. So it's probably like, I'm probably thinking like more like three and a half, right? And then, what did I say? We have three 50-50 games. So that puts us at three now of a possible wins. So that puts it like about six and a half. But really, it's more like three and a half plus one and a half that... I am guaranteeing five wins. So that's what I can guarantee. Right? So I guess worst case scenario is five wins. Right? Ooh, yes. Yes, I do. Worst case scenario is five wins. You've done okay for yourself is seven wins, and and best case scenario is ten wins. And I guess that makes sense. Vegas has us at seven and a half.
and I can and I can honestly see that somewhere between five and ten wins is the is, is the Jets number. Fifteen, seven and a half. Yeah. Sorry, I had to redo my evaluation. I forgot. It's been so long since I've done my own numbers that I actually kind of forgot how I used to get to come up with my numbers. But that's kind of that's how I do get my numbers. I count everything that I think is a guaranteed win first, and then I have all my iffy wins. If I think it's a guaranteed win, you're probably only gonna win about half of those. Take my guaranteed win number, cut that in half. Take my iffy win numbers, cut that in half, and add those two together, and there goes my numbers. Which really isn't that far off. Well, I guess it is kind of far off. Right? And then, it was, it's, it's a little, and it, was, it, it makes it a little bit different than the number that you get if you counted, I want to buy this property. So, uh oh, double. Double. So, so okay, that's what I was saying. Like, so look, 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 those are basically the numbers there. So now I'm not, I'm, I'm not really looking at everybody now like you're completely out of your rocker. I can see, I can see 10 wins. But I can also see, as, I, can, I can see as many as 10 wins and I can see as low as 5. So anything lower than five, damn it, I guess it's just a flat out disappointment, right? Anything lower than five, you've had a disappointing season because five should be your worst case scenario. Like, okay, they're just about as bad as we thought they were. They still got a bunch of rebuilding to do. They had four wins last year. They move up to five. That's one more than last year. You hope they get better than that. Seven is a little bit closer, right? It's almost like doubling your win total, but not quite doubling your win total. But if they get to 10, if they break 500, that's ridiculous. But also, more than, more than it being ridiculous, like I'm just fair, that's... That's... If, if we get 10 wins... Then, then that is going to say that we shored up something. We got something right. We've uh, got the defense right. Or the quarterback and the offense became right. If we get to 10 wins, if I'll, I'll even take it a step a step further than that. If we if we have a, an above 500 record, that means we got something right on one side of the ball. Whether it's offense or defense, we got something right if we can break 500. So if the Jets manage to be, what is supposed to be 500 record these days? 9 and 8? If the Jets manage to be 9 and 8, then I would say that you actually exceeded expectations there as well too. It doesn't take 10 wins to say that you've had a successful season that you've exceeded expectations. It actually only takes 9. be honest with you i think I, I think the jets population will go crazy if the jets came away with eight wins and it was only and they were only one game under 500 again because that's doubling your point that's doubling your win total from last year 
that's 100%. That's 100% rate of return on your money. That's 100% rate of show, show of improvement. And again, it's going to be an indicate, uh, a indication that you got something right. Right? I don't know if it's one side of the ball you got right. If you have eight wins, maybe in a small, uh, maybe you got both of them right in a small way. And they're both taking enough strides, but they're still just kind of having enough hiccups. It's a tough season. It's a pretty tough record we have. Woohoo, I needed some money. It's okay, I can pay you this $25. I really needed this goddamn 200 Alrighty, folks. I think that's just about the time here. It's about time for us to wrap up the Mighty Sports Podcast. I do appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate all the platforms that you guys have chosen listening around. Don't forget that we'll be here right, we'll be right back again on Wednesday night, 8.07 p.m. We'll be coming to you live from Sharkies. So if you're in the local area, you come down to Sharkies, right down there on Pine Island and Royal Palm. We'll be we'll be performing live. We will we will have trivia treats. If you guys, if you, if you know, you know, <laughs> right? We will have trivia treats as well. Um, we will have our interview with the owner of Sharky's, um, um, Richie as well. We're gonna have Eric Efron come through and uh, come in the building as well. So, folks, it's gonna be a big show. Hope you guys, um, hope you guys can make it out. I want to thank everybody that's, that that spent the time to listen to us live. I want to thank everybody that spent the time to listen to the re-air of the podcast. As as I like to say, as as my boy told me in Wigway likes to say, actually, I hope you guys catch a wave that never subsides. But more importantly, as I as I like to say, hope you, transform yourself in the kind of person that you would want to work for you. We're out of here. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty, can you do me a favor and play my outro so I can stop rambling? Sorry, B. Sorry, B. I tried. I tried. Honest. Honest. All the fans in the world couldn't keep me. Just put this curtain up. No lie. So I get naked. Gonna share my talent, gonna share my talent. Got a, got a buffet buster. Don't wanna go 